Gen Divide is the best podcast on the planet. Just sit back and relax. Enjoy it, dang it. Gen Divide, such a cool idea um, to have grandfather and granddaughter doing a podcast. I'll have to check it out. Welcome to the 44th episode of the Gen Divide podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott. And I'm your other host, Grace. And we've got Derek, the movie genius. Are people tired of me yet? No, they're not no, t- no. tired of you. Are you guys tired they of me? They look forward never, to it. Never. I feel like we've had a hiatus, Grace, since the last episode. We have. I don't know when it was, but it feels it, like two weeks. I think it was February 6th. Oh, wow. That's when yeah. we had yeah. Casey Dates. Keener on. That's three weeks. As a Gen Divide P1, really disappointed yes. in the lack of production. <laughs> I blame it on golf. I, I thought with this. It, I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I just thought with the snow that we would get like seven. I thought oh, you guys yeah. would just we should have would just like wake up and go. We what seventeen-year-old singer is in a love triangle? Yes. Let's talk about it. Yes. I don't even know what we were doing. That was such a jacked-up snow days, though, because it wasn't just like hey. Uh, it was so different in that it wasn't just hang out. It was, oh my gosh, stuff is freezing and breaking, and we've got to secure <laughs> right. things quickly. And it, uh, it, it was just it, chaos. It was fear. It wasn't like a th- like a two inch dusting, and yes. you're like, oh, we don't. Want, they're just going to warm <laughs> yes. up later. Yeah. Let's let's. It Hang was out. like, yeah. hey, uh, business can be damaged, yes. house can be damaged. <laughs> exactly, and and you had all over the state, and especially up in, in our area, these rolling blackouts. Yes. So it was like, well, when that comes. I mean, mm-hmm. the pool is toast. All that equipment's right. probably going to die. Um, I'm sure a lot of the pipes in the attic are just going to freeze. And it is, I don't know. It was just a fear of During it. the uh, Snowmageddon, were you thinking the same thing, Grace? Were you worried about pipes bursting I mean, and the pool blowing up? <laughs> I noticed that we didn't quite have running water like we used to. Um, yeah, we had half of it probably <laughs> freeze up. And that's about, that was the end of it. Yeah. That and mom was boiling large pots of water. Yeah. And everybody just had straws. They would just come by. And I don't even know if it was working, but we were dumping hot water into the skimmer basket of the pool. Yeah. Thinking just keep warm water going through the filter. Yeah. I have no idea. That was probably the opposite (laughs) of what you're supposed to do, but who knows? It's, uh, I was up in Oklahoma and, uh, Nick's got a pool and, we got out like on the coldest day because the water wasn't getting in the skimmer, I guess, for the filter or whatever, the pump, the filter. Yeah. I don't know anything about this Me stuff. Me neither. I just know that we had to break ice. Like her pool was frozen. We had to break ice. So we were out there with like crowbars. We were all breaking yes. ice around the skimmer and had to put water in the pool so yeah. that it would rise high enough. It was a whipping. Did you try and stand on the ice at all? Uh, no, but did I, the I, I did mind? get in trouble because they have a dog and I let the dog out. To use the facility, yeah, and yeah. Uh, we uh, where the windows are at, you can see outside, but we couldn't see the dog. And then we poked our head out, and standing in the middle of the pool was the dog. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, so it was like gentle coaxing, like "Oh, hey, come yeah. on," because I was like, "If that freaking dog falls through, falls you're through, going in. I have to you're go in, in, and no. I'm probably going to die from a yeah, heart attack." He has to go in. Oh. Oh, God. She's like, oh, you can swim, girl. You can swim. (laughs) 
So the the dog just comes like, oh, Figured okay, I'll, I'll come back in. Did it, was it pee? Fine. Did it pee out on the ice? Or I don't know it, if it did or yeah. not. I don't know, but it did like to find one spot, like really close to the sidewalk. Yeah, and uh, not venturing out. Yeah, so stuff. then you had to kind of like clean that up. It was just, yeah, it was a mess. It was. It was a mess. It wasn't the calm, relaxing snow days we've had in years past. No. But that's okay, yeah, and we didn't do any podcast during that time, which is a little bit of a... Um, disappointment? A little bit of a disappointment. Big disappointment. I don't know Sorry what we... Sorry to all of the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what we did the whole time. Um, I was doing Other a little art project. Panicking, yeah. Panicking. I, was, <laughs> I was panicking. There was panicking and a lot of probably TV and movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was weird to come back from Oklahoma to Texas when, uh, like, right as it started to melt. Yeah. Because uh, everything was relatively fine up there. And, like, grocery stores still had food and, like, you know, all that stuff was still good. And then, like, I got into Sherman and, like, the restaurants were completely closed or they didn't have food or, like, it was night and day within 150 miles. Once you cross the Red River, it was a whole different story. Yes. It was uh, very reminiscent to me of like the beginning of all the quarantine stuff and with, with COVID walking into the store because I felt like there were people that just had like, you know, baskets full of, right. again, almost reverting back to buy all the toilet paper <laughs> you can. Get mm-hmm. all of the you know right. perishables you, can't really you can. Use the toilet. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I did see some stories about like the doomsday preppers, you yes. know, that believe that the apocalypse yeah. is coming. And they had set up this system for when, like, something like this happens. And it just, like, people were telling stories about their family members and just how it backfired. Like, they needed electricity and they didn't have any electricity. And so they just had these gigantic cans of peaches that they were having to eat because nothing went right. Because you couldn't have the water and all this other stuff. Like, they had all these holes in their plans. Nice. It's pretty funny. Well... Um, so yeah, we, it's been three weeks, but now, Mm -hmm. you know what I feel like we tend to do, Grace, is we take like these three to four week hiatuses (laughs) and then like we're coming back, we crush like six of them in two Mm -hmm. weeks and we're like rejuvenated and let's do three a week. Yeah. And then it's just like, like, eh. we're doing, uh. Grace's uh, shot by shot recollection of her ninety the other day, aren't we? Is that yes, what we're doing yes, here today? Yes, I think so. I kind of <laughs> yeah. thought about Gainesville. I should just do a podcast the entire well, round of while golf. While you watch, yeah, just whisper like ten foot putt. <laughs> yes, Grace. Yes. Oh, just to the right. I did oh. that a few times. I would walk up and just be real quiet right off the mm. green, like Grace Heiler putting for birdie and sole <laughs> possession of the lead. Coach Green comes over your shoulder and he's like, uh, "Dad, I need yes. you to stop doing Back that. Back up. This is illegal." <laughs> <laughs> this is illegal. Ten feet, ten feet. <laughs> the um, yeah, it's it it is golf a little bit messing with it right now though, because she she mm-hmm. has practice in the evenings, and the coach is just over the top. Alan Green <laughs> over the top. Alan Green's over the top. Keeping us there as long as possible. Yes, yes. One hundred more putts. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Only the strong survive. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh, but nonetheless, we're here. And the other thing that's kind of thrown a kink in it is we have been in this forever waiting on the Pearl Jam. Right. Um, yeah, that. Camila Cabello album reviews. My Pearl Jam's uh, buddy is is not, I don't know, had stuff come up, which is fine. It was going through all the same stuff during all this. So 
I don't know. We may proceed without him on that and let him pick his own. Maybe that'll be something we do this week. But today we're here to talk about Dazed and Confused, which was Derek's pick in the high school movie roundtable trilogy. The trilogy. I picked (laughs) Breakfast Club starring Emilio Estevez. Spike Lee. (laughs) (laughs) The Estevez brothers. Yes. Um, what's the what's the Spike Lee school movie? School days. School days. Yes. Yeah. Could that was, have been a pick I think here? That was his second. Was movie. Was it a high Third school movie. movie? No, it's about him and a frat. Like okay, a, a college. That's yeah. right. Okay. If we do a college round, I'm going to pick the first school days. movie. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I need to work through some of those uh, earlier ones. The um, movie genius. Yeah, the movie genius has been stumped. Sorry for having a life, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, Breakfast Club was first. Dazed and Confused is Derek's pick. That's what we're going to do in this episode. And then Grace will also maybe announce the next movie in this episode. I think I have it. Oh. Let's see if I don't change my mind for the end of it. What if we get to the end? She's like, out. Sorry. Yeah. I I skip. There's not a lot of great, uh, you know, one thing with this is I kind of think it takes time. It's almost like these school kind of movies. I feel like only like the good ones only get better with age. Like yeah. you know, these are great well, right now. That, Breakfast Club, Days of Confused, and some of the ones maybe in in the last five years. It's like, well, do we really know how great they're going to be? Well, that was one of my uh, I wouldn't say concerns, but one of my points of interest with Grace was I feel like I don't know how many times you've seen the movie, but like this one really has to be lived in for a while, yeah. and it has to like you have to see it a few times to kind of understand the flow and. <laughs> All that good well, stuff. So yes. I was really like, I thought, and I don't know, we may find out she just like, yeah, I didn't like this movie at all. It doesn't do anything. Well, it doesn't go anywhere. We did so. only watch it twice over the past two days. So I haven't really... Um, digested? Digested. I mean, I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of it. Yeah. I feel like I could talk about it, though. I think, I and just, this is the thing I was telling her, though, is that I bet... Now, there was definitely a big gap for it for me, but I bet back in the day, I'm going to guess 15, 20 times it was just on yep. while we were at the house or whatever, you know, with my buddies. And then since then, I mean, maybe it's been once every three, four years or whatever, yeah. but I was telling her every time I watch it, including the second of back-to-back days when we watched it this time, I find something new every yes. time. There's something yep. little new, and right. for me... Well, hope if we get to this, but I my new favorite quote. I I really heard it clearly uh, two times ago, listening to it. Okay. And I was just in love. I was just like, oh, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I'm gonna issue that to someone every well, day in my life. I can't thing, wait to find out what that is. <laughs> yes, me too. The thing about the movie, I think that works is is that um, I know some people kind of cling to the drug humor mm-hmm. and McConaughey's turned into this whole other thing and he's really kind of taken over the legacy of this movie but there are a lot of things philosophically like in this movie just little scenes that happens with kids about their insecurities uh, the things loyalty the things that they're dealing with being that age yeah and uh it's pretty deep at, in certain parts if you you know kind of dig a little deeper so I just mm-hmm. every time you see it something new and I did that this this time. I too, I like to watch not necessarily what's going on, but maybe what's going on the sides because yes. there were so many people in this movie 
uh, like, what are they doing in the background? Yeah. You know, are they punching yeah. each other in the groin, you know, at the moon tower? <laughs> yes. and just stuff, little funny stuff that if you watch, like, that you can, you know, even get more enjoyment. But it's uh, easily, I was thinking today, I, I think I said last time it was like a top three movie for me, and it still may be. Uh, I think still Lebowski's my favorite movie from the 90s. Yeah. That's just, yeah. I'm right scripture. there with you on that. And but we this were, is probably number two. We were talking about this in comparison with Breakfast Club. And I think before we went through uh, the Breakfast Club episode prep, and I bet we watched it five, six times, something like that before, I would have had Days and Confused hundreds of miles ahead right. of Breakfast Club. On Listen, Breakfast Breakfast Club flew up that list for me after sure. watching it. Because we watched it so many times. Probably, and you <laughs> did. But there was so much of it that I had kind of forgotten. And then it is just got so many great lines. Similar, not at the same level as Dazed and Confused. But in the end, it is kind of an apples and oranges. Really hard to compare the two. Um, we kind of started playing the me. game yesterday of if you were with this person, which one would you pick to watch? And that was kind of fun. And mm-hmm. uh, Like with someone that you know? Yeah. So actually the game we played, and we can do this real quick with you, Derek. Ready? Yeah, yeah let's I'm do it. I'm going to say, Derek, and, and here's the movies on the table. It's okay. any movie we've reviewed. Okay. So just a quick wrap-up of that. Days and Confused, Breakfast Club, Do the Right Thing, right. Scream, I'm gonna start writing Back this down. to the Future 2, and... Rad. 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 Okay, you ready? Yeah. And this is just you and the people I say watching a movie. Okay. Derek, you're hanging out with Barack and Michelle Obama. What movie do you pick? Do the right thing. Uh, you're hanging out uh, with... You know what? I don't know if I picked that. That seems like an obvious choice. Yeah. I may pick this one. I like it. Yeah. I may pick this one. <laughs> I think you picked Breakfast Club, didn't you? I think we yeah, all Breakfast kind of thought Club. do the right thing right off the top of our heads. And then no, it was like, oh, that's I, too easy. I it's a layup. I immediately said no on that one. You know, yeah. one of the, Club. you know, one of the things that he does every year is he puts out his favorite movies and books, like a big list. Oh, yes. yes. And he's very well watched. Yeah. yeah. And I almost mm. want to watch something different. Do yeah. the right thing seems kind of obvious. What's the mm. bottom of that list? Uh, rad. Rad. <laughs> <laughs> there were there, here, here's what I told Grace on Rad. I was like, unless it is someone my age, and that I mean, you have to know they were kind of into that. And I guess you know whatever. I would not waste the president <laughs> and the first lady's time with Rad. <laughs> it would be so great. Ready? You are hanging out with Spike Lee. What do you pick? Oh man, the uh, the ability to watch. And just ask him questions. That would be yes, heaven. Yeah. So are you I, doing do the right yeah, thing? Yeah, do the right thing. Oh, okay. I take that off the table. <laughs> like you, I can't pick you that can't one. Pick that one. Probably this one. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And Linklater was a big fan, right? Oh yeah. So I mean, uh, I think they're. I think the it'd thing be with Spike is, is that I know he makes movies about the African American experience, but he knows everything mm-hmm. and watches everything, and he's really into just movies and yes. cinema. So. Just listening to him talk is always fun for me. That'd be so. great. Who are some of the other people we threw out there? Jesus. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a rad. good one. Rad. Rad. Definitely rad. <laughs> Jesus just over there just laughing at the overcussing sister. <laughs> yes. Um, let's see. The some Green family, family, yeah. Including uh, Yeah, no, no, no. One of them was uh, Christy's parents. All right, right. Chris and Tish. Chris and Tish, yeah. Monsters Ball. <laughs> That's off the tape. That's <laughs> <laughs> Have 
you heard that story, Grace? Mm-mm. No, nor seen the movie. Yeah, we're not. We're not. That's not going to be a pick of ours. But there's this movie called Monsters Ball, and it's a very uh, adult movie. Yes, tough, uh, tough just watch. tough watch. A lot of things happen in it, but very like adults <laughs> interacting with each other. And it's got some pretty graphic scenes. And uh, Christy in college one year went to Blockbuster. And asked Alan what she should watch, and Alan told her Monsters Ball, and she watched it with her parents. <laughs> and there's some scenes in there that I wouldn't watch, pretty Gosh. much maybe with anybody else. No, no, like without being embarrassed. Yes. and they fought through the whole thing. That's why I said Monsters Ball. <laughs> oh my gosh! You might have to have Christy tell that story yes. at some point. Yeah, definitely. That's that's an episode all to but itself. It's like, it's like tell that. Pick probably. the pick the top movie that you wouldn't want to watch with mom and dad. Monsters Ball would beat it times ten. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, wow, that's a good game. We should yeah. do that game more often. Yes. Right, were you done? I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I know we had some other really good ones. Oh, uh, mm. we did do Bill Allen. And take Rad off the table. You're just hanging out with Bill Allen. Uh, probably Back to the Future too. Yeah. Mainly because he knows all those people. Yes, that was the thing I said. He'd been on with... Family Ties, yeah. Yes, with... Uh, what about Michael J. Fox? What are you picking? Probably Rad. Yeah. Last one, Matthew McConaughey. And Days is off the table? Uh, let's say it's off the table. Maybe Do the Right Thing. I think that would be interesting to watch. Yeah. Do the Right Thing with yeah, McConaughey. Yeah, it would be fun. Um yeah, this is a good little game. We I we did a lot of family with it too, um, sure. And, and and people like that where you could kind of gauge and and almost impersonate what their responses would be, <laughs> you know, to certain to certain right. aspects of each movie. Uh, uh, we'll play this game after the episode for an hour with the pe- with just the people we don't want to name drop <laughs> yeah. on the podcast right, right now. <laughs> All right, so um, Derek, it's your it's your it's your bus, man. You're driving it, so. Okay. What do you want to well, talk about first? I thought we'd work kind of through the movie by section because yes. there's like big section set pieces, things that happen. Uh, so the first thing that I want to talk about is the soundtrack and the open of the movie because the movie was not a hit. Yeah, It was a big flop and later grew. Basically, our generation started finding it on DVD and VHS and all that good stuff and started to grow. But the movie opens with Sweet Emotion Aerosmith, yes, which links to the end of the movie where they go get Aerosmith tickets. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the soundtrack was a huge hit. They sold millions of copies of the soundtrack. So the opening of the movie, and probably one of the things the movie is most known for is music. So the first opening scene is Sweet Emotion kicking off, and them just rolling in the like. Yes. There is no urgency to that scene whatsoever. No, there's not. They're just hanging out in the ride, and they're just going around the parking lot, and. I wonder, it kind of goes in with the tone of the movie. And I feel like maybe our generation was the last, and, and that probably is not right, but just in terms of like, you, obviously no cell phones or anything yes. of that sort. Yeah. And the way that you stumbled upon people was cruising around. And that, you know, is a big player in the movie. To, but like, just in terms of, like, growing up, did you do that in high school? Oh, yes, definitely. Just driving around like that? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, for me, high school, uh, the high school parking lot was really, like, people had windows down and music up loud. Absolutely. When, and you went really slow because you were in no hurry to get into school. And when it was over, for the most part, you were no in no hurry to go on to the next thing, whether it be home or whatever. So it was just kind of like moving slowly, making sure everyone heard what you had playing. Um, 
And that that opening scene and Sweet Emotion is such a perfect song just because yeah. it kind of crescendos um, perfectly with that scene as well. Uh, I feel like that song is associated with this movie. Yes. Like if we played the you know song game like we did last time. Yeah. I feel like this song is would some people would say I don't know if all people would say because it's just a big song. It but is. Not it is. to get away from the topic. Do looking at you, Grace. Do. Mm-hmm. Kids your age, your fellow uh, classmates, is there still cruising happening? Mm. Has the cell phone removed the need to cruise? Yeah, yeah, kind of. They're not like cruising. People will drive by really fast, and that's kind of they that's do the instead. They race. Yeah. <laughs> instead is, of just cruising is around. Is anyone pulling in with music blaring? Mm, no. 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 The speaker system's not a thing. Not like going no. to Sonic or something and like meeting up. I feel like I don't see any <laughs> no, like that high school kids happen. ever when I go through Bridgeport. Happen. Yeah, that definitely doesn't happen. I think it is. I think the cell phone killed all that. So when do you think like the last group? Because it was probably like mid two thousands. Honestly, yeah. I, well, I was gonna say someone like D Heck who graduated. Didn't he say like in 06 or something like that from high school? Yeah. I mm-hmm. bet he was right at the tail end of that. Yeah, and he was small town Azel. I think isn't that where he grew up? I think so. Yeah, and uh, I remember even thinking that with him, like you know, thinking of he's in that spot right, but he's almost right. like and that came up on the podcast right between the two of right. us, between me and Grace. And there's a big, you know, difference from what I experienced to what he experienced and then right. now to what Grace is. And that's one of the things I think that died probably was the the cruise. Because that's what it was. I mean, you were looking for people. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? You were looking uh, for yeah. social. Yeah, social. I mean, yeah. some of these guys I think are looking for trouble, but like the most so, of the time you were just looking for a happy accident. Yes. They were exactly. just bored. They had nothing better to do. Yeah. Your well, mom said in Bridgeport there was like truly a There was a loop. Stri- yeah. yeah. And I don't think it was like that as much for me and Brian, but there were just areas yeah. where people kind of went and hung out and parked more yeah. than probably just kept kind of like the going to the moon tower. Yes, exactly. And um but there was definitely a loop here. And it was almost when she was when when Amy was talking about it, it was like you didn't necessarily stop, you just kind of like nodded and kept going. And but you knew that okay, they're out on the loop as well, right? right. Yeah. And if and if a if a if a better choice, you were shopping for a better yes, choice because exactly. you really didn't know those people. Yeah. You know, uh, I like the swimming pool. I know is a place where people would go up and park and talk and visit. Yeah. Okay, so my question back to you, Grace. When you watched the cruising in the movie, was any of that remotely appealing to you as a what is what is your what is their gen? What are they generous? Are they Z? Are you Z's? Yes. Okay, so a G as a as a Gen Zer, was any of that appealing? Mm, it I don't know. It just seemed kind of weird to me. Not very appealing. No. So even like if you had like a couple of friends, like the redhead with the two intellectuals or, mm-hmm. you know, Wooderson and his crew, like even if you had like a little crew. I mean, that might be fun, but it would just kind of be like, okay, where are we going? Right. Yeah. It's we, not going to be just cruising around, burning up the ozone layer. Oh, gosh. <laughs> come on. Come on. Give me a break. We did, if we were really adventurous, we would go to Decatur Ooh. and eat or do something like that. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But 
I mean, I didn't do just a terrible amount. I know there were other classmates that did do a lot of cruising, but uh, I think the driving. I mean, that was a big part of it for me. Right. Uh, it was just like getting out and. That's really what it was. And it was very like the scene I love, and we'll get to this, I'm sure, but it's the chase. And anytime there's three dudes in a single cab pickup, you know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. we all had single cab pickups yes. just like they it, did. That and GMC there would be three of us in a it. A huge player. Yeah, just driving around. Yeah. And I mean, we would seriously just keep going. And we're yeah. all just talking, hanging out. But it wasn't like we could do that via phone and text or social media or anything like that. So it really was like, and then, you know, we might go to Sonic and get drinks and see who's there. And then we might go, like, you know, if it's during baseball season, we might go over to the high school baseball right. field if there's a game that night. We might go whatever. But it was truly just looking for that interaction, yeah. you know. Uh, but I think that has gone away for sure. I feel like it has. I don't see it. I was curious because uh, yeah. it's just such a – this is probably one of the best cruising movies from the last – that 20-year period where it was just, you know – kids in the car hanging out yes you know improvising on the spot this happens a lot in the movie like the thing that kind of we can get into this now but the thing that propels the movie after the open is it's kind of like breakfast club we get to see a little snapshot of each one of these kids and it may be 10 seconds but we kind of get a sense of who these guys are and girls Mm -hmm. are right away then they kind of break off into these little these little scenes about uh, uh these kind of uh uh what they call like a today they call them like mumble core, but it's just basically a scene where they're not really talking about anything important, but you get a sense of the character, yes, like the yeah. Gilligan's mm-hmm. Island in the, in the bathroom with the three girls, yeah, yeah. they debate the, the, the uh, they debate about the characters and their intentions and all that good stuff. And that happens a lot in this movie, but it's like, it's kind of how that experience was in high school because there wasn't any urgency to be somewhere. No, you yeah. could just sit there, uh, and I want to talk about this later, but one of my favorite sequences is when they're all getting stoned at the moon tower and Slater goes on about George Washington. Yes. That's the, <laughs> one of my favorite monologues. I want to play it here in a little bit. Yeah. But just like those rain, I feel like it's almost like those, when we like the things that you did in high school, these rantings like just became eventual Facebook posts when oh, you're yeah. in your forties. Yes. <laughs> like it's just kind of got contained ranting Facebook posts. Yeah. But, um, I think that the movie is so charming. It has this pace to it. Um, do you feel, and I'm looking again at you, Grace, do you feel uh, when you watched it that you uh, enjoyed the the pace of it? Not necessarily, there is no plot. I mean, it's not, that's not yeah. the point of the movie. But uh, did you enjoy the pace of the I movie? I really enjoyed this movie. Did you feel like it got slow ever? Not really ever that I noticed or that I disliked. I thought it was good. Yeah. It was kind of slower, but not a bad thing necessarily. I think that kind of went with the soundtrack, though. I mean, I feel like that's set up from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it, this is the kind of movie it's going to be, just kind of sit in, kind of wash yourself in this world. You know, whereas like Breakfast Club, everything's contained in this one gigantic room and you're just forced to be yes. with these kids. Yeah. It had more of a an expansion of that entire world and, you know, this little group of the kids that are just trying to celebrate the last night of high school. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. But um, I did want to talk about the hazing because you, you do meet all these guys, these kids, and then uh, did you know any of the cast before? And no. I'm curious if... McConaughey. Maybe right? McConaughey? 
I mean, I'd heard the name. Oh, I wouldn't wow. be able to recognize oh, him. See, gosh. I wondered, like, that's what I was kind of wondering, like, because <laughs> when, like, Affleck came on, I made, like, a little note. Like, did you know that that was Ben Affleck? Mm, well, I mean, Dad that's, told that's me before Batman. he before he came on the <laughs> well, that's, screen. That was my curiosity. So I was just looking for Batman. Yeah, and um, it took me a minute. I was like, uh, Oh, I Banyan mean, I can became Batman. See it. I, I love can see it. I love him driving in the parking lot, and they're yes. like, "Hey, do you know Banyan flunked?" <laughs> yes. And Obanian is not worried about flunking and doing another year of high school. Yeah, he pulls out. He's got that paddle. And he just ready to beat some yes. fresh. Are we ready to race some hell? I think uh, is yeah. what he says. And then he looks at Benny and goes, "Hey, we gotta take your truck. I'm, yeah. out. I'm low on gas." That's one of my favorite moments is when he does that. I'm low on gas, and Benny's like, "Okay." And but he's Affleck's got his arm, got his arm right, him. and then he wants more confirmation. He's like, "Okay," like that. And Benny's like, "Yeah, yeah," or whatever, you know. But it's just a very like he is so intense. Yes, man, he nails that character. He does. I mean, he is so good in that because that's such a. I mean, just hated. I mean, you hate him. Oh, you hate him. He's totally the villain in the movie, and he does it so well. And yes. when he gets his comeuppance later uh, at the Emporium, which we'll talk about, like it's so it's such a satisfying payoff. It is. And his reaction, his tantrum, yeah. After the paint gets dropped on him, and he smashes his board, and he almost runs over the lead, the yeah. lead, yeah, the lead character, <laughs> the lead actor in the movie, oh, peels that out in that great. thing. And like I was just thinking how dangerous that was when he peeled out because mm-hmm. all all those people are two feet from the yeah, car. Yeah. But he's mm-hmm. just a juggernaut. You can see the talent. His uh the the shotgun scene where the yes. mom pops out. Yeah. And he just that was one of the things too, the like not only in, during that that time frame, there were no parents around. Yeah. And uh, I just watched this uh, documentary on HBO Max. Have you all seen this class action no. park? Mm-mm. No. And it's about this park that was in New York and uh, in Jersey, like in the late 70s, early 80s, basically through the 90s. But they called it class action park because people would get hurt all the time at this park. Mm-hmm. It had like slides and stuff. But it was basically like they talked about it being the last era of where kids could just go and do without their parents and their parents didn't care or didn't worry, like they didn't helicopter them. And that happens a lot in this movie where you don't see, with the exception of the shotgun, I feel Mm -hmm. like the most parently thing in the movie is when the old guy comes up to Randy at the baseball game and grabs his arm and starts listing all the statistics from the football team. This arm ready to throw for about (laughs) 2,000 yards. 22 letterman, 13 senior, you know. It's, it feels like there's just no, uh, and I feel like that's from the time, like there's just no parental yeah. guidance whatsoever. Well, to me, the parenting moment is when, um, gosh, Pickford's parents yes. cancel the yes. trip, and they're like, and you know, maybe the start coaches. unpacking the car, yes. we're staying here. Such Hi. a great scene. <laughs> I just, they uh, suck. Yeah. It's and then I love how they did play like three or four scenes where they would flash back to people going to the door, <laughs> yes, you know, and then bailing or whatever. <laughs> the one there, there's three guys. I think it's the first scene they show like that where they're about to knock on the door. They stop to light a joint <laughs> yes. and then knock on it. <laughs> And then he opens it, and they basically. My just favorite run. thing is how proud he is when he opens the door yes. to the dad, because uh-huh. he's always got both fists on his hip, yes. and he's got his chest puffed out. And he's yeah. like, "I am stopping the destruction of my home." Exactly. So I kind of wonder uh, why they didn't give him a gun too. Yes. I, you know that he's got some type of gun in a closet. Yeah, but the hazing great. to get back to the hazing. 
Did you uh, experience any hazing? None. In high school? None. I didn't either. There may have been a little bit of stuff football team related, but it was yeah. nothing. I mean, it wasn't. Now, this really. happened, allegedly, I mean, the story is is that this happened to Linkletter when he was growing yes, up in yeah. Huntsville, the director, that they would paddle the kids yeah. and that the seniors would show up at the middle school with a CB, you know, intercom. And basically let the kids know that if they just took their licks now, they wouldn't chase them. But if they they ran, they yes. were coming to get them. <laughs> yes. It's literally the first 30 minutes of the movie uh-huh. is hazing. Yeah. It's just them catching the kids and hazing them. That's and such a great them. moment, too. I love. Mm. And, and that's one of the few times, too, like uh, Benny. And I don't know who that actor is. It's uh, Cole Hauser. Okay. He's in Yellowstone right now. Oh, really? Yeah. But he was in Goodwill Hunting. He's I mean, he's acted. Well. That's the thing about the cast. They continue to act. 25 years later. Yeah. And he, he's the one guy, and I don't know if that there's this draw with you've just re, you've basically just had a fleck on, on, on the, on the, uh, on the screen right before that. But where I think when he jumps out and grabs the CB and starts yelling yes. at the kids, I felt like we were in Boston all of a sudden. Yes. This is the accent, I guess. Yeah. I was just like, what's happening? I felt I was slipping into Goodwill hunting right. all of a sudden. And uh, but the, and that guy even kind of looks like something out of that. But um, that is such a He's, great in scene. In Goodwill hunting, he has a thick accent. That Does was only he? five years later. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but that's great when he's uh, screaming at Mitchie. Mitchie. I was trying to can can I was trying to convince Grace to bring this back. It doesn't quite <laughs> yeah. work because she's a graduating senior right. and Dylan's an eighth grader that right. will be at the high school next year. But I was like, you could still just be the hazer. Mm-hmm. And on the last Do day you, of school, are you going to fail your senior year so ooh, that you can that repeat? Awesome. So that that's you can great. beat freshman up? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think the thing was the second time we were watching it, we had Dylan and Maddie in there with us, and. I said, Dylan, I'm going to get the juniors below me to start this just for you. <laughs> well, that, and then Dylan will get to do it to Maddie. Yes, it'll be perfect for those two. <laughs> well, my, th- my favorite thing was uh, the, the scene in, the, in wood shop in wood class. Yeah. And those guys, those kids have all mastered how to run those, mach- those really dangerous <laughs> machines. Yeah. And the teacher's completely asleep yeah. up there at the deal. It's so the last day of school. He's clocked it in. He's asleep. And those kids are back there doing like major, yeah. like <laughs> dangerous woodwork. Exactly. And they've crafted these paddles that just are immaculate. Yes. They put holes in them so that there's less wind resistance. I love that they're the very visible thing when Benny is doing the drill press or whatever is wear your goggles yes. and his are tipped up on the top of his <laughs> yes. head or whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, but um, so the boys, uh, the boys' side of hazing is to hit for, to to capture freshman boys and to hit them with uh, mm-hmm. to spank them with these paddles mm-hmm. violently. It's such a weird thing. It's an incredibly <laughs> weird thing. Yeah. But the girls was even uh more interesting because yes. they the next sequence is the we go from the male version of hazing to the female version mm-hmm. of hazing which is It's to, like a camp. It's almost. like it's like <laughs> it really it's like is. the worst camp you've ever like been to. <laughs> yeah. They grab the girls for an hour hour and a half and basically cover them in ketchup and mustard. They scream horrific. Yes, oatmeal and flour. (laughs) They scream horrific taunts at them. They degrade them, basically, yep. to mm-hmm. high school. And then people Airway show up and bitches. watch. Yeah. <laughs> people, just, people just show up and watch. That's what I just thought. How great is it if Grace shows up at the middle school on the last day, and she's just got like 100 pacifiers, yes. and she's just screaming, air raid, bitches, and everybody... <laughs> 
and and flinging ketchup and mustard in yes. the air like she's yes. shooting a, ma- a machine gun. Yeah, that's one of my little little things I caught. And one of them was in the scene when they first get that stuff out. Parker Posey and she does this kind of figure eight with the ketchups yes, in and the gets hair it all over. And I was just like, gosh, she I, and I love her. She's just so awesome yeah. in this, even though she doesn't have a huge huge. Role, right? I mean, she's there throughout. But she's it, the ob- she's the female Obanian, exactly. Basically. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I the the other part of that that comes up in the book. You let me borrow a little bit was the proposal part, where they that basically yes. the girls the mm-hmm. the senior girl makes the freshman girl propose to yes. a guy. And then that guy is basically just unleashed as to how gross can he possibly exactly. get? You know, yes. how, how over the top? How, can how you much be? can we degrade this <laughs> yes. young this young lady? <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, did you notice uh, that Renee Zellweger was in as one of the seniors? I'd seen her in the credits, but no, I did not notice her. Yeah, I think she was going to be like a bigger part of, or had a chance to be kind of a bigger part and didn't really. But she, the big thing was is she ended up dating uh, Slater, the actor who plays Slater, and they moved out to L.A. together. And then two years later, she gets Jerry Maguire. Ooh. Rest is history. Two yeah. Oscars for Renee Zellweger. Did Just you like know that? that? And she couldn't get a line in Days and Confused. Uh, I, think she, I think you hear her cackling at some oh, point. Really? I don't know. <laughs> but all those girls, uh, the actresses that played the freshmen, uh, that day they shot, it was like 100 degrees, maybe more. And that asphalt that they were laying on was just burning their legs yeah. and their arms, and evidently they all were just, you mm-hmm. know, scalded from That's the why heat. Parker Posey wraps it up early because she's like, "It's hot, <laughs> it's too hot to keep doing." I'm ready. This. I'm ready to go to the moon yes, tower. It's over. So that whole hazing uh, sequence is really interesting now. Like looking at it through the lens of now. Yeah. But like the hazing part, what did you think about the hazing part, Grace? I thought it was all a bit much, and it was weird to do for high school, I feel like. Why would you do that just for coming into the high just school? Like, and also that it was just kind of city-sanctioned, too. Yes. And they talk about that, and there's a little pit in them. Like, people are coming out and watching them haze these poor kids. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no yeah. acknowledgement of the fact that this could, you know, psychically scar these kids throughout high yeah. school. Well, the middle school teacher... Right, the guy who does the the, uh, the when I was in oh the war reference gosh. or whatever that so guy great. is great. But when they, they pull up, Benny initially starts yelling over the microphone. He just laughs. Yes. He's just like, "Oh, you guys are toast." You know, this is great. Fifty of you going in the jungle. <laughs> Twenty five of you aren't coming back. <laughs> he yells, "Hey!" at them, and they all jump back together. Yeah. Um, but uh, the hazing. Uh, they all kind of go home and they start to get ready for the night. Yeah. And all of them, there's the great scene of one of the uh, girls putting on her uh, uh, jeans with the help of a zipper. Yeah. Uh, 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 pliers pliers yeah. for the zipper so that the <laughs> pants could be as tight as possible. And then you start, to, and then we cruise again. We start to cruise. Uh, they start to drive around. And there's all these montages in the movie with these, this amazing music from that era. Yes. That just puts you in this place and kind of puts you in this mood. But, um, the next place that they go after they go, uh, and stop me if I'm leaving something out, no, no. but they next head to the Emporium. And the Emporium is this place where teens hang out. They play uh, pool. Uh, I believe there's some uh, arcade games. Yeah. And some pinball. Um, gosh, what's it called? 
What's the one with like it's soccer almost? Oh, foosball. Yeah, because yeah. that's what uh, yeah. McConaughey says <laughs> yeah, later. Say, man, you want to go, go play some foosball? All right. Um, but um, it's there that when the lead character, Mitch, played by Wally Wiggins, he gets invited by the lead character, Pink Randall Pink Floyd, yeah. to go out with him. And he comes and picks him up. And there's somebody else driving the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's Matthew freaking McConaughey. Yes. Exactly. And he shows up in this movie as he is a hurricane in this movie. Yes. He, he just feels so self assured. But uh, I uh, was, uh, had set aside some audio so that awesome. we could reminisce of his entrance. I like it. Let's see if we can do it. And he introduces Talk over it. his catchphrase. Uh, well, I don't know if he does it in the deal, but he does it in the second deal. Yeah. But yeah, we can uh, we can enjoy. But uh, are you ready, yeah, Scott? When you are. All right. Hopefully this works. Hey, I'm in, man. Hey, man, he's car. You know Wooderson? Oh. How's it going, man? Hey. Pretty good. How's it going with you? Say, man, you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> I feel like it would be a lot cooler if you did. Like when we were in college, I felt like that got said. If we oh, were at yes. a party, yeah, it got said at least a hundred times. <laughs> like, what's in that glass? Oh, I'm just drinking some water. You know, wine and a beer. You yeah. know, it'd be a lot cooler if you did. Yes. You know, so it just he just shows up and he does that, and then they roll to the emporium. And he has arguably, out of the last 30 years, has one of the most iconic scenes that you would never see in a movie oh, in yeah. present day, where he goes on about, because he's probably, what do we think, what, how old do we think Wooderson is in the movie? I'm guessing 26. You think Ooh, that's I too think, old? Yeah, I think that's too old. 23? Because yeah. he's, only, he's only, I think, 23 in real life at this point. I think he's meant to play you know, 22, 23, 24. The one spot I think they messed that up then is when he, the cop at the end, that yeah. he says, don't be jealous just because I still got this or right. whatever. And the cop, that cop looks 45 or 50 or something. You know, <laughs> just, it doesn't fit with the that, story. It's the mustache. Yes. It's the mustache. Yeah. I feel like he's probably 23 or 24. Because he's, he's thinking about going back to school too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's. But and he's I, only been working a few years. I feel yeah. like could be twenty one in our not in necessarily in our social circles, but when we would go to football games and stuff, I felt like there were guys that immediately started working out of high school. That there were a lot of Woodersons, especially oh, yeah. like around in Bridgeport. Yeah, and maybe not with the suggestiveness of Wooderson because yes. yeah. he's just ready for anything. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I feel like there are guys. There were guys in that. In I don't know if that's necessarily the case anymore. I don't know. Mm-hmm. As far as just st- staying around, I don't no, think so. I, don't I think the so. staying around, I mean, we're living at home, yeah. but yeah. like not not hanging around like high school football games and yeah. things like that. Yeah. That was still, still a thing in... for me, I think. At, for when sure. you went to college? Yes. Yeah. I think so. And I think I can remember even more so probably during my senior year of high school, junior year of high school, the kids from two to three, up, even up to three years ahead of me that would still show up at high school basketball games or something like that just to hang out, just to whatever, you know? Right. I feel like, um, uh, I really do feel like, I know 
I tried to go to a football game after I graduated high school. Yeah. And it, I, I ended up leaving, I think, midway through the first quarter. I was just like, this is we surreal, weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't I know. know I just felt out of place, I guess, a yes. little bit. And I didn't want to be uh, that guy, yeah. uh, you know, that <laughs> – because we had a couple of those guys, like in college, we had like a 28 or 29-year-old grad student that hung out in our group, and it always felt weird yeah. to have like, because the thing you don't want is to feel like you have an adult, like in your group, mm-hmm. even when you're over 18, you know what I mean? Like, it's just serious. It's like you just kind of want to still be a, you know, low responsibility individual. Yes. yeah. And that person has a lot of responsibility. Well, and he plays both sides of that so well. Cause I think he's kind of seen as, uh, I don't think any of the kids view him as, um, almost like the double edged sword of like the O'Banion could be viewed, not necessarily as horrible possibly, right. but, and, and that character could almost be viewed as, Oh, why is he around? Yeah. Why is this guy here? Well, they all love him. The, and they they yeah. want him there now. Some do yeah. view him that way uh, yes. when they when he comes to top notch and the guys like he was like three when we. Yeah. I mean, he's real exaggerated, <laughs> but um, he he's almost like a mascot. Yeah, like they almost kind of view him as a mascot. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that he's just fun, but he's also got like to me a little bit of the. I don't know, just like the the most mature person type of thing in a lot of the scenes where he's going to be the one like when they're kind of looking to him right. like at some point someone even says what's the plan and they said you you need to talk to him yeah. and he says patience yes. patience or whatever you well, know Well at the at the end and we'll get to it here in a second but at the end when he gives that speech after yeah. finding the sheet of paper in yeah. the car uh he he's incredible in this movie yeah, like is. I was trying to think of a movie from the 90s where somebody just showed up and was this just self-assured and you just knew that this guy was going to be a movie star. Yeah. Did you feel like when Matthew McConaughey showed up, Grace, that he was, you were like, this guy is a movie star or like, this guy's a creep. (laughs) No, it was just like, he fit in with everyone else. He didn't stick out as the star. Right. Mm -mm. Like you turned just in terms of acting or Mm, no, just part of the cast or yeah. Yeah. Have you watched anything with Matthew McConaughey in it other than Dazing and Views? Probably not. There has to I be something. I was trying to think last night. I was going to ask Grace this during the pod. Like, all his big stuff were the rom coms, like in the two thousands. Yeah. And I don't really think there would have been a reason for her to go back and watch those. They're really terrible. <laughs> I feel like there's been something relatively recent that we watched. Um, he got super. Did he do the a... wedding planner? Okay. Okay. We did watch See? that not long or mm. not real long ago. What was the other one? Did he do a Space type thing. Are you are you referring to contact? not contact? No. Referring to contact. <laughs> I saw that he's in contact. Yeah. No, he what's didn't interesting have about like contact a, is is he was like a pastor. Interstellar. He was or like something. he did do Interstellar. Yeah, have you okay. seen that? I did. I love yes. that movie. Yeah. I don't uh, know if we all watched that together. Or not, he's so though. good in that movie. Um, no, I really did want to bring up contact at a certain yeah. point. <laughs> if that brought any memories back from. It didn't, because I still don't think I've ever even seen Contact. I knew he was in the movie, right? but that's about the extent it. Of it feels like, uh, along with the Star Wars, that Contact will never be no. seen by you. Exactly. Mark it off the list. Mark it eight, We dude. were almost murdered over it. So, uh, <laughs> do you want to hear what he has to say with the with the fellas? Yes. At definitely. the uh, Moon Tower, uh, not the Moon Tower, in front of the Emporium? And then this was another thing, too, that always got a laugh at parties. 
if somebody did the majority of this monologue that he has about high school girls, yeah, if somebody did that at a party, it would be instant laughter. And like it's just so iconic and so obviously inappropriate. Yes. It never would happen today. So exactly. you ready? I, I was really before you play it. No, hold on. Nope. Oh, 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 oh. Oh my, my goodness. Bad. <laughs> I was really watching. So the first time we watched it was just Grace and Amy and I, and I was really watching for Grace's response to it. The first <laughs> that, time he says it, what just was like, it? The repeal. Like I think you just kind of went, oh. Like that, <laughs> and even like and, and with Dylan, I was even more yeah. anticipating it because if anything, she's maybe mm. even more like whatever. I don't know if PC is the right word for it yeah. or what, but you nothing's sliding by right, her, right? Right, no. and she's not accepting just the fact that it was in the '90s. That doesn't count, right. or whatever. You know? Yeah, there's and no. She kind of did this like ah, like this or whatever. Well, I have I have this conversation with Ainsley a lot about. She'll, I'll say something about somebody and she'll be like, oh, they're canceled. Yes. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's yeah. like, well, they did this during this and this and this. I mean, it's like this murder board mm-hmm. where you're tracking it back to why this person's canceled. And it's like, it's exhausting. Yes. I try it's to remain exhausting. ignorant about the cancel stuff. And well, that makes people mad. And when I it, it does really make them <laughs> yeah. mad when you do that. Now, in re- you know, in the end, in the movie, it should never count against you, right? I mean, it should not hurt you in a movie. Especially if they're acting. I mean, yes. that's that's different. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think. I think if anything, he's been. Yeah. He gets like a <laughs> oh, like yeah. a cool boost from Definitely. our generation yes. because he was Wooderson. Yes, no doubt. Oh. I I loved that after after we watched it the second time I've been quoting that like all day today at Dylan and she is so so disturbed every time I do it but it's amazing I, think I quote what, that every every time I want you to try and just drop that casually in Alan's class okay right just where it's, there's got to be a way you can make that what is it. Economics or, or yeah. government now? Economics. economics. There's got to be a way. There's Do you think if she did that, like it would just be crickets except for Alan? Like no. he would know what that's the from? One, who's the one kid Alan's told us about? <laughs> Tony. Yeah, Tony will immediately catch it. He'll probably follow it with the rest of the script. I'm guessing, right. Probably. Or something, you know. Yeah. Stand up, put yes. his thumbs in his belt loops. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so the sound clip is of this uh, speech. I think it's like a minute, maybe a minute and a half. Yeah. So, uh, but. Um, one of the other, the I think we'll have maybe favorite actor here in a second, but this guy, uh, his act, the actor's name is Sasha Jensen. Yeah, he's Don. Yes, and he's the one that's very much driven by trying to to see how many girls he can hook up with yeah. in the course of a night. Yes, he is just like the ball of testosterone. He is amazing in this. He should have been a movie star too. Yeah, he kind of went away after this, but he is pulling up. Uh, to the Emporium and gets out and starts this yeah. conversation. So that's who you're going to hear um, if I can find uh, GarageBand. <laughs> and uh, so you're going to hear Peel Out. That's him being dropped off in the car peeling out. Man. God, man of the woods, what's going on? God, I haven't seen you so long. My man, what is happening? Long time, no see. <laughs> yes, sir. What have you been up to? Same Man. Yeah? Working for the city. Working man, huh? Been thinking about getting back in school, though, man. Back in J.C. or something yeah. like that? Yeah, man. I mean, that's where all the girls are, right? <laughs> but on the other hand, man, I just as soon keep working. Keep a little change in my pocket. Yeah. Wait. Rather than spend my time listening to some dick shit who doesn't know what the hell he's talking about anyway. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> 
say you're a freshman, right? Yeah. So tell me, man, how's this year's crop of freshman chicks looking? <laughs> what, you gonna end up in jail sometime really soon? I know that. Fact. No, man. Yeah. No, man, I'll tell you. Yeah. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> My favorite part is when he says, I'm going to get back into school. And yes. Don immediately goes, what, like a JC? <laughs> it's like uh, the, not UT or A&M or like yeah. anywhere. It's like, are you just, you're going to just go, hit, yeah, hit that JC. go back to a JC. One of the things I really love in this, as well as the, um, be a lot cooler if you did, but it's the laugh after from McConaughey. And they're different. Yes. In the, in the car, it's like this, <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know, like yeah. he's almost like, you know. Yeah, because he does it a little bit later when after the Moon Tower party's over and he's like, watch the leather. And he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's laughing. So great. That is awesome. Um, the other thing really I, well. I, I, I think I had never noticed before, and you catch Pink's laughter in that a lot too, when he issues the line um, of uh, how's this year's crop looking or whatever. Pink the- starts laughing. Pink is smoking a belt buckle weed pipe. Yes. Which I was just, and I'd never noticed that before. He just starts reattaching it back to his yes. belt and he's done. Yeah. It's like a Batman, like yes. a utility belt. It's amazing. Except for it's weed. amazing. <laughs> the thing is, though, when he says that, they do laugh, but they do push back on him a little mm-hmm. bit. They do, they're like, dude, you're going to, you know, like, yeah. and uh, of course it doesn't stop them from no, uh, exactly. being friends with him, but. The uh, Emporium scene, at, when he walks into Bob Dylan's The Hurricane, that's uh-huh. such a great, like, pronouncement of a movie star. Like yes. that, I think that's almost as iconic in the, if you're a huge Daisy Confused fan, him walking into that song and just the so swagger, yeah. and you're like, oh my God, can't take your eyes off of him. But The Emporium, I do have a quick story. So uh, Bridgeport, when I was like 13 or 14, the just down the street from you, just up the street, uh, I think it, I think it's a it, it's closed down now. But there's that huge vintage store that has uh, that's in the middle, kind of to the to the right of like uh, State Farm. Right okay, yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. No, it's exactly. got, I think it's all not boarded up, but yeah. papered up now. Yeah. So back when I was in middle school, that was a a a teen nightclub really? called the Hot Spot. Ooh. <laughs> So we when bring it back. Well, <laughs> it had two levels and like the top the bottom level is like a dance floor and the top level had like arcade games and couches and stuff. But one of the things was when the young kids are at the high school uh, dance, high school party and this is one thing that I want to talk about with Breakfast Club we, and I completely blew it. At the end of Breakfast Club, when they're all out there in front and their parents are waiting on them and they all kiss each other. Yes. And I was just like there's like there's no way that they would kiss them like kiss other people in front like there's no way Molly Ringwald would kiss Judd Nelson <laughs> she'd get in the car and the dad would go ballistic you would yes, think because yeah. it's Judd Nelson and that's like a 30 second moment they have yes and at some point it's almost like he's gonna try and just take her top off or something as they're leaning against <laughs> against the parents car and I was just like I would at that age had I kissed my girlfriend in front of mom and dad casually. Like I just, we just didn't have that relationship. No. That just wasn't happening. <laughs> but uh, so they they have a little uh, scene with the eighth grade 
uh, at the eighth grade dance where the kids are now kind of heading back out and they get caught and, you know, spanked or whatever. But there's a, a makeout room at the dance. <laughs> yeah. And just the most, you know, awkward fumbling. Uh, just they're trying to eat each other's faces. Yes. But we had that same scenario. We had this, and I don't know how long it stayed open. I need to ask Sean is what I need to do. But I want to say for a little while, but it was basically like the, it was the one place where I remember being in public with other kids my age and there was trying to eat your face off, yeah. making out going on <laughs> and just how uncomfortable it was. Cause like it, on the dance club or up, up top on the couches and there would be like these bold couples that would just, you know, try to eat each other's, you know, face off. Gosh. But it was like, it was that, uh, that memory of, that you know they're because what happens is what this is another the when they hurt they make Hirschfeld leave yeah from making out getting, with the he girl was he was getting there <laughs> hey I was getting there <laughs> and the two guys are like hey we can't think that way anymore yeah we're in high school now we're men you know and Wiley when they hook up with Wiley here in a little bit after he's bought the beer and he just starts parroting Wooderson everything Wooderson yes. says and I've got it here in a second but. That little that divide from middle school to high school and all the awkwardness, you know, that comes along with it. But they go basically the end of the emporium is is that they set up O'Banion. Yeah. Did you enjoy the O'Banion payoff? Mm, no, not really. What? What? I don't. Why, why, why is I supposed to enjoy that? The villain gets his gets his. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I, I don't know. She was kind of rooting for him, I think. <laughs> this is O'Banion's one fan. The paint. You probably no. like that guy who cheated on Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Like, the paint part was funny, but, like, I, I did not enjoy watching him get mad and just, like, storm around everywhere. I, I did know. sense, and I think we said something. I don't know if this was the first or second time, Grace, but it was like, the problem is you've still got all summer. Oh yeah, they're they're this they're, guy is gonna find you, and now he's gonna be even more upset. They're going they're going to get murdered. Yes, yes, exactly. But for one night, yeah, for one night, they're yeah. on top. They got him. Yeah, but I he, agree. Like, does O'Banion go immediately to that to Carl's house and just stalk stalk Carl? <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> like they're going to get severely hurt. Yeah, exactly. At some point, yeah. You know, one of the scenes in the initial. Or no, it's not during the hazing, but when they catch Mitch at the game that I think Affleck's so good at, and the O'Banion character is like summed up completely right there, is when he walks away as it's pink and one of the other characters are yep. still sitting there and Mitch is up against the car. O'Banion comes running back in saying, I got to get seconds on this. This is just too sweet or something like that. Oh, yeah. And, and it's it gets just right very, over the top oh my of gosh. it. And, and Mitch thinks he's going to hit him. He's like covering yeah. his head. That's the most uncomfortable moment of the entire movie to me. And he does, he just nails it. It's and like, I, I even tense up. I'm like, Ugh. and this is what I wrote down in my notes. He wants is, seconds. Do you think that this is <laughs> oh, the peak of O'Banion's life that he's never more happy than when he's beating like a 13 year old child with a paddle? We see, the peak to the valley <laughs> all right there. Yeah. The peak to the paint is the valley. But basically. when he beats the hell out of those kids yeah. later on down the road, he's going to be it's going to be a joyous moment. Yes. Well, I don't even know. I kind of like I thought about that this time and I think so to me, O'Banion's best moment, happiest moments are at that baseball game. 
They're heckling him. The anticipation. He's kind of leading it. He's throwing some of these good zingers out there, like, hurry up when they call time, all this stuff. And then the paint, I felt like, did he leave there realizing how stupid was this of me to do this again? And everyone's laughing at me not. You know what I mean? Well, Because he, he, he went to everyone for like a little bit of sympathy, and everyone's looking at him, yeah, and the little freshman's yeah, laughing at yeah. him. And I thought in that moment, he probably just realized, like, what well, did I do? made me also think, do you think that this would lead him to drop out of school? That the shame would make to lead him? And he would, turn into a an, painter. he would turn into an <laughs> alcoholic painter. Wooderson, though. Yeah. Like, he would oh, go get a job at the city. And he would just be miserable and angry and, and show mean. up at the Emporium once a month and just fight somebody. And, and, and absolutely. And, and absolutely fight yeah. somebody. Yeah. I think that there was a real crossroads that I could think, happen. I think this would be a magnificent. So if we could pick one character to do a five year later movie. Right. Are you taking O'Banion? It's gotta be, right? I think <laughs> I think who are you taking, Grace? Um, five or is five, five too far? I would go ten. 10. Yeah, because they're Oof. like 28. Well, he's not coming back to the Emporium at 28, though. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he is. Um, um, I, mean, I don't know. And let's just you assume a- if you pick Wooderson, you're not going to get McConaughey, though. You're just getting the story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What Linklater thinks happened with that character. Right. Because... Uh, and I think, yeah, now that I think about it, I'm thinking O'Banion is some tragic alcoholic... There's, I, I think that he could easily hit a crossroads yeah. after being humiliated like that. Mm, no. If it was a shorter Ar- period. Argue against it, Grace. Go yeah. with your heart. <laughs> I don't... I- I'm not interested in seeing a five years later from any of these None people. None of them. No. I think if what? it was, I think four years did, later, give me or three or whatever it'd be. Give me Mitch and them to see how they treat the <laughs> totally graders. Mitch. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. That would have been a good follow up. Yeah. Um, you didn't love any of these characters even <laughs> after the second time. I mean, I liked them, but I don't need to see where they they're going. No. Really, I, always, I like them in this setting. I always yeah. want that. I don't yeah. know, it, like on these movies like this, I always want. Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. No, I think that'd mm-hmm. be great. I think it'd be amazing. Did you watch? Uh, now he did a follow up, a spiritual follow up to this called "Everybody Wants Some." Have you seen that? I read about it, but I have not. I don't think. I really mm-hmm. want you to watch it. Yeah. It's it's very much the same pace, but it's about him being in college playing baseball. Okay. And I've seen it a handful of times, and it's every bit as good as Dazed and Confused. And really, like the same like characters, the jokes, the quotes, things, the things that they do. So it's awesome. Yeah. What what about (laughs) um, not to go down a link later hole here, but. The one I did pull up was You Can't Learn to Plow by Reading Books or whatever. I think that's his first movie. Yes. like a, He made that on his own. And it just came out of the book because there's a really interesting story there, I guess, you know, him doing that yeah. in that scene in Austin and everything. But, um, and I couldn't, I mean, and it even says it kind of like, hey, this is not, this is a very like dry, slow paced. Yeah. You're I mean, just it's watching style. This. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's really the last half of his career. He's really gone back from, uh, or gone between independent and then more like studio movies. He made. Uh, have you seen School of Rock nope. with Jack Black? Where what? he's the teacher. Where he's I the think teacher. We saw that. You haven't seen School of Rock. He's like the band teacher. He 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 pretends to be his friend who's a sub, a long time a long time sub, and takes these kids and tries to get back at this band. <laughs> I didn't that realize that was I feel him. Like, um, 
did Nickelodeon do a show that was kind of possible? Yeah. Based off of this, I think I may have seen like parts of that, but his no, biggest movie is School this. of Rock um, in terms of like box office. Yeah, he did that, but he's really kind of walked the line between making money and making those movies. But um, I, I don't want to uh, get stray too far off course. But at the end of the movie, or at the end of the Emporium section, O'Banion gets his, which Grace didn't care about. No, she didn't. No care. reaction. Well, and I told her when we were watching it, I, this is my favorite scene, I think, is his temper tantrum. When he goes oh, back, no. he yes. kind of attacks Mitch, and then he is like on the brink of crying yes. to me, and and then it he's turns humiliated. Into, yeah, he's more than How humiliated. How can you enjoy that? I think just because uh, he's so amazing no, in I it. Hate, uh, and, and then when he he kind of so goes evil. to his car, he spins, and then he just bashes his paddle yes. into the ground. My my favorite is is he. I think was anticipating that he was going to have to hit that paddle a couple of times yes. on the ground, and he hits it once, and the whole thing just just shatters. And, and, and he's holding the handle. Trips. Yeah. yeah, he almost trips. He's got those boots on, and he yeah. goes back to hit it again. There's no paddle yes. there, and he doesn't know what to do with the handle, and he just throws it and just scr- screaming "f everybody." That seems to me like such a scene that was like it, it had to have been one take. And it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. just get it. Because oh, yeah. it's like one of them things where if you overthink this, it's not going to work. Right. It has to just be in the moment, emotion. Well, and too, like, he gets that crap poured on top of him. And, like, you can't, that's a long setup for him to get new clothes. Yes. Like, I, they may have just turned the camera around yeah. after he, but I don't know if is that one full shot. I know there's some close-ups there anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we can, uh, but anyway, so... They decide to leave the Emporium. I'm going to move along. They yeah. decide to leave the Emporium, and they hit a top notch. What does the top notch look like, Grace? Mm. It's the food place. Like a uh, more... Sonic? Yeah, yeah, like a more spaced out Sonic. More free Sonic. Did you yeah. enjoy... Did you want to eat a top notch? <laughs> no, not after that guy in the car was talking about greasy fries. Yeah. And the way he's through. holding the way he's holding yeah. and passing the fries oh, is like the radioactive. He's disgusted. Yes. So no, I don't want to eat there. Uh, so they go to Top Tony. Notch. Yeah, Tony. They go to Top Notch, and I do have another section of of McConaughey audio. Are Let's you ready for that? Yeah. Yep. So McConaughey rolls up on a redheaded young lady and her two friends. They're the intellectual crew of the of the of the movie. So we get a little piece of Wooderson in action. I can't believe I'm doing this. I swear to God, I'd never come to a top notch, and here I am sorting through jalapeno burgers and soggy fries. Here, take them. All right, all right, all right. How you doing? Pretty good. Cool. You heard about the party being busted, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not to worry. There's a new fiesta in the making as we speak. It's out at the moon tower. Full kegs. Everybody's going to be there. You ought to go. Okay. Okay, we'll be there. <laughs> okay. Say you need a ride? Uh, no, I got my own car. Thanks. Yeah, well, listen, you ought to ditch the two geeks you're in the car with now and get in with us, but that's all right. We'll worry about that later. I will see you there. All right? Bye. I love those redheads, man. I know you. <laughs> We had geography together, remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
so I stopped it right there uh, because it was a little muffled. But the the two one of my favorite parts is that Adam Goldberg, who's in the back seat, yeah. he asks him if they're going to go to the party, and he's really enthusiastic. He's like, "Oh yeah!" And then he, and then he pulls off, and he's like, "Ugh, oh, what a creep!" He was three when we graduated, and they they're both of them are both the boys are complaining about how creepy and gross he is, and then the girl's like, "Well, do you guys?" Still want to go to the yeah. deal, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna totally be there." <laughs> but uh, McConaughey in action right there is awesome. Gosh, is that's amazing? I mean, he's so uh, just the, the everything about that, like the tempo of it, and the, just like how cool he was. The, the placement of the camera—he's right up there against the lens. Yeah. Slater's in the background. Uh, that little ad lib about being in geography yeah. together is just killer. I think that was Maddie's favorite thing because oh, yeah. after the movie yesterday, it was like two or three times she's like, "Hey, I know you. We're geography together." <laughs> I really love Slater. I do. Uh so good. Slater's so good. We're gonna definitely have more from Slater, but the top notch bridges and takes us to the moon tower. Oh yeah. So these things are real in Austin or were real. They don't okay. have nearly as many. And I'm not hundred percent sure why they have these moon towers, but they basically big tall electrical towers with this gigantic light that like lit out like up to fifteen hundred feet or something. Really? And they would have these parties at the moon tower. So everybody heads to the moon tower and this is kind of the climax of the movie. Uh the last third la- the the third act of the movie. So, did you enjoy the moon tower sequence? Yeah, sure. Would the moon tower sequence have been better had they rolled in and both Sprouse brothers were manning one of the kegs? (laughs) Yes. Or both kegs? (laughs) Yep. Go ahead. I was going to ask, do you think the moon tower would have been better without the whole, um, gosh, Mike? Is that his name? Tony's buddy is Mike that gets uh, in the fight? Something like that. Okay. The fight. Yeah. And everything prior to that. Um, I mean, because it's yeah, definitely probably. like there's no tension in this film at all outside of that, right? right? I guess a little with, not even with the parents at Pinkford's house. I mean, I don't know. Is there any other moment that comes, uh, I guess O'Banion freaking out. Yeah. But that would, I mean, it would be like that, though, where it would be these pockets of very, you know, extended peace, and then all of a sudden somebody get bent out of shape. Yes. When alcohol's involved, things would snap. Exactly. But he also, his character throughout the whole movie, he has the really funny uh, monologue in the car when they're driving around about all he wants to do is dance. Yes. Like, he's obviously <laughs> in a tortured place where he doesn't exactly know what he wants to do with the rest of his life. He just knows that... He wants to face down like bullies, and Clint is a bully. Yeah, and uh, you know he makes that one little comment about, "Oh, somebody's over here smoking some reefer," and he's like, "Oh yeah, well guess what? I'm smoking some reefer." And it's just that macho Clint's shirt off, just shirt off. Let's go, let's go. Of course, he's Wooderson's buddy. Yeah, so annoying. But uh, I think though, it's like uh, that was kind of how some of those characters you know those were like i just feel like his character that was kind of a natural progression oh no doubt yeah. for where he was going yes but um uh let's see here one of my favorite sequences is at the moon tower is they have some kegs uh by the way wooderson says full kegs as if they would have half kegs (laughs) When you were in college and somebody said, hey, we're going, it felt like that was the qualifier for a party. 
it wasn't officially a party unless they were like, hey, we're going to have a couple kegs. Yeah. And it was like, oh, you're going to have a couple kegs? <laughs> it's like, okay, we'll be there. <laughs> so um, they're all just hanging out. They've progressively gotten more and more either stoned or inebriated or both. And Slater does uh, what we talked about a little bit earlier. He goes on a rant about George Washington and how he was the reason we have weed in America. Yes. So it's about a minute long, uh, but I really think that this is gold. George Washington, man, he was in a cult. And the cult was in the aliens, man. You didn't know that? Oh, man, they were weighing in that type of stuff, George toked weed. Absolutely, George toked weed. Are you kidding me, man? He grew fields of that stuff, man. That's what I'm talking about. Fields. He grew that up in Mount Vernon, man. Mount Vernon, man. He grew it all over the country, man. He had people growing it all over the country, you know? The whole country back then was getting hot. Let me tell you, man, because he knew. He was on to something, man. He knew that it would be a good cash crop for the southern states, man. What's he talking about? So he grew fields of it, man. But you know what? Behind every good man... There's a woman, and that woman was Martha Washington, man. And every day George would come home, she'd have a big, fat bowl waiting for him, man, when he'd come in the door, man. She was a hip, a hip, hip lady, man. And she, she was real cool, too. She'd harvest the crops, man. That's what I'm talking about. She'd put in the in the um, bushels and stuff and sell it, you know, because they had to, you know, make ends meet and stuff. I mean, they, it, what, did you ever look at a dollar bill, man? There's some spooky stuff going on on a dollar bill, man. Yeah. I mean, and it's green, too. It's green too. <laughs> I feel like that's the uh, one of the genesis of the Facebook rant is yes. uh, those things like that. But yeah. I, I like that he mixed post uh, colonial war economics yeah. into that. Yeah. He knew it would be a good cash crop for the <laughs> <Yeah>. southern states. <laughs> Another the, one you can fit in. I Alan's feel class. like the Martha Washington <laughs> yeah. uh, part of that monologue was another thing that got thrown around in parties. Yeah. Uh, but that whole like that whole monologue is just gold. It is. It's great. The other one I really love from him at the Moon Tower is when the freshmen are, are climbing up. Oh, I mean, does good. the whole deal I meant of, to pull that and I completely good. forgot. Yeah. yeah. How their head hit. How every, many beers have you had? Said, yeah, you only had oh, one beer, dead, man. man. You're <laughs> oh, dead, man, you're dead. <laughs> uh, but uh, I really enjoy uh, that whole moon tower. You know, the night winding down. Yes, people yeah. are starting to split apart. Uh, and uh, go as, ahead. As I'm remembering exactly what happened, I think that might be probably my least favorite section of the movie. Is the what else tower? happened there? We've got Clinton. Mike or whatever his name is. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't you've like got, either of those characters. You've got so Pink obviously. basically hooking up with some other girl for right. a little bit, and mm-hmm. then her reminding him that you know, <laughs> hey, you've got a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. I brought you out here and attacked yeah. your mm-hmm. face, but. Um, and then uh, I think probably one of the more important sequence or scenes in that is when he is in is with Benny in the yes, truck, and yeah. Benny's confronting him about. Don't do it for them. Do it for us, and like the test of loyalty. Exactly. And that that speech kind of pays off at the end because Pink kind of like he's like I'm gonna sign it. I just want them to know that I still, you know. Of course, he the kid and the coach get into it and all yeah, that other stuff. Yeah. But and and you get the reappearance of Parker Posey again, trying to get uh, an air raid on on the Tony's yes, yes, Tony's soon to be girlfriend. And then she turns around afterwards after she. Basically tells her, I'm going to make the next year of your life living hell. 
explicitly says yes. that, tells her that. And then she turns around, throws up like the hard rock hand yes. signal, and says, Lick me <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> She's not looking at the freshman anymore. She's Obanius, like yes. when Obanius screaming, F you, F exactly. everybody. But so much cooler. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because it's Parker Posey. <laughs> yes. She's like 90s goddess yes. uh, in terms of acting and being in the movie. So Grace thumbs down on the Moon Tower sequence. Yeah. Didn't well, like it. I mean, it it was I mean, it was okay. I just liked the rest of the movie more. Gotcha. So, um I uh so the party breaks up at the Moon Tower. Anything more about the Moon Tower? I don't think so. I mean, just the, I really, again, going back to that scene of uh, there's a little bit of a scuffle for shotgun in, yes. in Wooderson's car and the leather yes. comment and the giggle or whatever. Um, I, I did like the shot of they pump the keg, the keg is tapped, yeah. and they put the cup upside down on top. That lets you know that yeah, that was it's busted. It's over. But there would always be somebody that would still go up and think that they could somehow yeah. <laughs> manufacture <laughs> beer out of that thing. <laughs> Uh, you just got to tip it over. Yes. Uh, but um, so they load up and we uh, basically are left with like six. Uh, one of which, for whatever reason, is Wooderson and Pink, Randall Pink Floyd, uh, Slater, and then Don. Don, yeah. His girlfriend yeah. or uh, girl of interest. And then Pink's real Simone. girlfriend. Yes, yeah, Simone. Simone. She's so great. Six of them decide that they're going to go back to the football field and smoke a joint at the 50-yard line. So uh, we get a little bit of philosophy from Wooderson as the older individual about he finds the paper, which the coaches want Pink to sign this paper, that he will not do anything illegal or illicit. And <laughs> you'll hear it in the monologue but or the uh, deal. But uh, he talks about how – they just, as you get older, they try to force more rules on you, and you need to. Ha- it's like it's almost like you need to hang on to this time of innocence because, and it honestly gives a little, maybe a little insight into Wooderson as to yeah. why he kind of clings to this time in oh, his yeah. life. Yeah, but uh, I really like this whole thing with with McConaughey. So, are you ready? I'm going to yep. play this Do little it. speech from him. Not to indulge in any alcohol, drugs, sex after 12, or any other illegal activity. Right, my shadow. Spider, baby, man. Found that in your glove compartment, man. Hey, you know you're the third person who's given me this today? God. But what do you reckon you're going to do? Oh, I don't know, man. I'll probably end up signing it. I just don't want to give in so easy. Man, it's the same shit they tried to pull in my day. You know, if it ain't that piece of paper, some other choice they're going to try and make for you. You got to do what Randall Pink Floyd wants to do, man. Let me tell you this. The older you do get, the more rules you're going to try to get you to follow. (laughs) You just got to keep living, man. (laughs) L-I-V-I-N. So he gives that little little, uh, speech. But, like, that's kind of... There's these little trinkets of philosophy throughout the movie. That's one of them. You know, that philosophy of life, which, honestly, I think... McConaughey's probably carried out for yeah, the last I would say that's 30 years. The thing he's cling to more than even maybe more so than all right, all right, all right. I know he does that on I think every little his bit. foundation is called JK living. JK, and yeah. you know, one of the, the uh, a little uh, thing I always wanted was you remember about five, maybe 10 years ago, he threw out the first pitch at a Rangers game mm-hmm. wearing yeah. a JK living, yeah. and that was the number. 
uh, or I mean, that was the name on the back of the right. Rangers jersey. And I feel like it was in the baby blues. Like he threw it out in right. the game. They threw that. Yeah. And I just thought, man, that's the coolest thing ever. I, I want yes. that, but I want the one. Right. You know, I don't want. <laughs> I want the one he's wearing. Not, right I don't now. want to order a $250 one then. <laughs> right. the same thing. Um, but uh, I really enjoy the coda of the movie, yeah. which is the coach showing up. Uh, him, you know, the cops get called or the cops show up, get him off the field. The, co- the coach shows up, you know, he throws the paper back in the coach's face, said, I will never sign this. Like, you know, he's got Wooderson's, you know, it seems like he's, even though he really wants to be his own person, he is influenceable by the people closest to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think after the Benny speech, he's kind of saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sign this paper. And then Wooderson gets into his head and he's like, then the coach gets there to kind of piss him off. Yes. And, yeah. I kind of like the scene too, right after that, when Don grabs him and says, "That's that." Yes, and whatever Pink answers, yeah. he just kind of hits. Of him course, on the Don arm is twelve goes, seconds away from a coma. Yes, at that point, he's <laughs> yeah. staggering around. Uh, the girlfriend is holding on to him, holding yeah. him upright. Another great McConaughey line right there is like when he says, "I'm getting my third wind." Yes, <laughs> let's hit the road. Let's go get these Aerosmith tickets. Yes. I also like when. Uh, McConaughey asked, or Wooderson asked the uh, redhead uh, on a date, and he's got like a little black notebook. He's got the little black book in his pocket, yes. and he's like writing her number down yeah, and all yeah. this stuff. He's going to put it back in his pocket. So, Gosh, he is awesome in it. Greatness. It's, uh, it's uh, man, I just enjoy it every time I see something new, something different. Yes. So, um, I do have uh, a couple of I, – I thought maybe we'd do, like, best quote. I do okay. have a couple of more quotes that make me giggle. Okay. Uh, one of which is Slater meeting uh, Mitch outside of the Emporium. All right, let's do it. A beer bus later on. Hey, man. Who first got to do we're about to burn? Are you with us? Think about it. Yeah. Are you cool, man? My cow. Okay. <laughs> okay. That I believe me and my brothers have said that to each other about yeah. four hundred million oh, times. Uh, uh, like how? <laughs> okay. Just the okay at the end. How he does that? Okay. Anytime anything would happen, where you'd be like, "What are you doing?" We would answer it with, "Okay." <laughs> That's I great. love that. That's uh, that is so so great. And then I have one more picked out, which is when they send um, Mitch to buy beer. He's 13, 14 years old. <laughs> the legal age, drinking age, I think in Texas at that time was eighteen. So uh, you'll hear here the the guy. But the uh, the open of this scene, yes. when he's talking to a he's talking to a pregnant woman who is buying liquor, <laughs> smoking. And, and buying more cigarettes. Too, and buying yeah. more cigarettes. And he's giving her nutrition advice. Yes. And this has also been said 400 million times. Yes. Anytime <laughs> we would have green beans, you got to have it. So here we go. This is a scene. And I let it play a little bit because you're going to hear Mitch talk, but you're also going to hear him talk to his buddies right after because they show up uh, and then they concoct a plan to get O'Banion back. So here's, here's that little scene. Remember to eat a green thing every day and have lots of calcium. It's very important for young mothers to have lots of calcium. There you are. 
See you tomorrow night. Bye. How are you this evening? Pretty good. How's it going? Be going a lot better when I get off in a couple of hours. Yeah, I hear that. You're 18, right? Oh, yeah. Just graduated. Graduated. Congratulations. So you off to college in the fall? Uh, you know, I'm still not sure. I'm working right now for the city. I'm thinking of holding on to the job for a while. It's like, you know, it's money in my pocket. I hear that. Here's some more money for your pocket. You have a nice night tonight. Okay, thanks. Hey, take it easy. The wave that he gives him. Hey, Mitch. Hey, there you guys are. Hey, man, what's in the bag? Ah, sixer. The way he's just like, what's in the bag? He's like, Sixer, yeah, <laughs> like he's drinking Capri Suns well, like two hours ago. He's the coolest yeah, he's kid right now. Than them. So just, cool. He's parroting Wooderson already. Yeah. He's been invited to the Emporium. He's been anointed <laughs> as the cool freshman. Later at the Moon Tower, they're like giving him a hard time because he's trying to hook up with yeah. a sophomore girl. How do you know I haven't already? How do you know I haven't already? <laughs> they're like, get out of here. <laughs> the so. thing with Mitch that we like that has always stuck with me, and just immediately when I was watching again. That I, I don't know if it's I don't like it or there's something about it, but and this isn't going to come across well on a podcast. But he takes his fingertips okay. and places them at his nose bridge. So do you kinda. know that's a drinking game? No. So there's like a dazed and confused drinking game, and one of them is every time Mitch pitches his nose, take a drink because he does it like three times in like twelve seconds when the other freshman girl shows yes, up at the and they're sitting there talking. Yeah. He's like, oh. Yeah. No wonder. Opinion's the worst. Oh. Oh, like <laughs> the sister comes over and she's like, I told him to take it easy on you. He's like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> so um, was that just an acting choice? I, oh, I mean, sure. he he was only in like because he was 14 or so and he had other things he wanted to do, but he was in another link ladder movie. Uh he did this like animated kind of rotos what they call rotoscope, I think. And he was in that, but he didn't act a whole lot. In fact, I think he works at, for Apple now. Like he's really? like a customer, like a, a helpline guy. Like really? if you, something's wrong wow. with your computer, you call him. Because wow. Apple call over and over. I guarantee you, your grandpa has talked to him. Oh, uh, <laughs> he has Apple Care, and he yeah. calls every day. He calls every day. Oh, every day. <laughs> they just the holler special. Yes. Uh, they uh, money's worth. since they have that uh, center there in Austin. He just he lives in Austin, and works there. That's awesome. As far as I know. That is great. So one of the things there is also when he the mom's walking away and he says, see you tomorrow night. You know, like, so you just assume she comes in there for cigarettes yeah. and another, you know, yeah. mad dog every yes. night or whatever. Yeah. The other one that earlier that I just now caught is when Wooderson's reading the letter, like the third or fourth thing on it is no sex after midnight. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he just, he just <laughs> making stuff up. <laughs> Those things, like I don't think ever I ever we ever had any kind of pledge thing. We like did. That. Oh, y'all, yeah, did? we did for sure. And it was held back over, like the kids that that you know either got busted with something or whatever. Which it was probably alcohol more than anything. Right. Um, I mean, our head coach would make a really big deal out, out of, of the pledge. What yes. could the pledge really like do? It was basically exactly nothing. I mean, you like, I mean, you, he, he just, uh, at our school, you were off the team, you were gone. Yeah. And he Mm -hmm. would basically hold that up. And I can remember a couple of times him basically saying that, you know, 
this guy did not live up to this and, and really relating it back to us, you know, right. not saying he made right. a bad, he didn't care enough about uh, you guys. guys. And it was the brotherhood and yes, the loyalty and exactly. it's the scene with Benny in the truck saying, yes. do this for us. And uh, it was never, you know, anyone that major, I'm sure if anything happened, any major, they probably didn't, they pretended the pledge didn't exist or something. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Johnny Manziel was yes. in that room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we had one. I can remember every year too, we had to sign it. <sighs> I don't remember ever signing pledges, I'm sure. That that seemed to be a big thing that died out right after we got done. Yeah. I don't remember there ever being pledges after that. Have you ever had to sign a pledge? Mm-mm. Man, Alan. Alan have- for golf? <laughs> no, I don't think so. If you're not taking 100 putts a day yeah. <laughs> on this carpet. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I uh, I just love this movie. Me too. Me too. Let's do favorite quote. Okay, so favorite quote. Uh, we played many of the quotes. Uh, there was also the one about uh, the moon tower, about the guy, the freshman falling down, hitting his head on every of every bar. That's a yeah. good quote. Yeah. Do we have any others, Grace? Do you recall any off the top of your head that you enjoyed? Hmm. I, I know my favorite scene, and I don't think we've talked about it yet. Okay. It is, okay, it's the car, there's four guys who just left the Emporium, and they're going to the gas station to pick up beer, and they oh, are pa- yes. leaning, Sorry. Out, the, yes. <laughs> leaning Sorry. out the window, picking up trash cans, dumping them out all over the street, <laughs> and throwing them at mailboxes. Yes. Anyways, then they get there, they get the beer, they all get back in the car, an old man runs up to the window <laughs> and is threatening them. He has a gun, and he's, <laughs> you need to get out of the car. The mailboxes, whatever, it's illegal. You you ruined my mailbox. That line reading, though, he's like, tampering with mailboxes is a federal <laughs> offense. <laughs> and he's, he's got that, he's got that, uh, that revolver like six inches from the driver's head. And the yeah. driver, like, he's just sitting there doing this. <laughs> I paid for the beers, man. Yes. <laughs> Wait, I forgot... Um, uh, I skipped over one of the best parts with the bowling ball when they say, yes. throw the bowling ball out there. And then it goes through a windshield and then they're all shocked for a second and then they all just start laughing. Well, and, and the freshman cool status just yes. shot through the roof right yes. at that moment. I think that that really happened with Linkladder, but it, the when the, the kid threw the bowling ball out, it didn't... Um, go into a windshield, it like bounced. Bounced, yes. Yeah. And went like over a fence. Because I want to say in the book, he says something like they really don't even know what the damage was. Exactly, yeah. Like, they, they just, but they just said they remember that ba- that bowling yeah. ball bouncing like a basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just like, just like it's 12 pounds. A 16 pounds. Yeah. yeah. I completely <laughs> forgot. I, that, that's when anytime. Anybody had anything to do with a mailbox, we would say tamper yeah. with mailboxes is a felony. All <laughs> fam. The um, that is and he's great. just like, just go, man, just yeah. go, yeah, just go, man. The guy in the passenger seat, I Don, think, yeah. yeah, puts pulls it out of park, and then they just step on the gas, run. The old man is like falling, <laughs> <laughs> he's falling out of the car. He rolls, That's yeah, absolutely my favorite part of the movie. Oh, anything with it's like a car, any sort of getaway or chase. I also like the chase scene after middle school between the seniors and the freshmen. Another great like music moment to me is they're playing that Jim Dandy to the rescue (laughs) during that whole chase scene. And the three giant, like they're probably all offensive linemen bouncing around in the front of a single cab truck. (laughs) 
<laughs> and these freshmen just freaking out. Yes. <laughs> well, like uh, to go back to the, he does like a barrel roll in the street. He immediately pops up and starts shooting. Yes. Like, <laughs> oh, just like there's your action movie. Like yeah. he he thinks that they've screwed with his mailbox. He's not a hundred percent sure. He knows there's a car that looks kind of like theirs, but he just gets rolled. And now everything's been confirmed to him, and he yeah. just comes up just blasting, <laughs> yeah. not caring where these bullets are going. And the, and my it's favorite amazing. is the driver in the amazing. front's like, oh, he's shooting at us. Like he's real high pitched, got this squeal. Yeah. So much fun. I can't believe I forgot that sequence. That is uh, one of the best. But uh, the whole thing about what do you guys want? He's like, and the way Don like runs. Yes. And he's like kind of like, it's like this gorilla hop. Like yeah. he's like... <laughs> P- pretending to punch Mitch in the stomach. Yeah, and yeah. It's like, hey, we're gonna pull this prank, and the other, like, the little subtle looks that Mitch gets on his face while Don's in the store. Yes, and Mitch feels like he's on the inside. Yes, now. like I'm part yeah. of this. I'm on the inside and joke you with Don. See it manifest itself when he buys the beers yes. later on. He's yeah. like, I got a, a six. Just confidence, mm-hmm. just rolling. He's yeah. like yeah. so high at yes. that point, you know. Well, you can like I remember like playing basketball and like the older kids if they would say like I made a shot or something in practice and they were like hey this is night and I would yeah. like puff him I'd be like the the dad yes. that's stopping the party goers from coming yeah. to his house <laughs> put my hands on my you know put hands on my hips be like puff my chest out I'm yeah. a I'm a big guy I'm BMOC love so, it that was a great scene that is a great scene so uh or did we forget anything else Grace quote did Quotes? you have a quote did you have a quote no. I've got three. Uh, oh, just wow. the high school girls one. Yes. <laughs> they, <laughs> that one. That you use now daily. <laughs> that is, that's up there. I'm going to work that into my everyday conversation. You should, yeah. I absolutely. think one of the ones from McConaughey that we didn't do that was always really big for me is the, let me tell you what Melba Toast is packing. Yes. And that whole thing. Yes. And that was kind of a big deal, I remember, yeah. with me and my buddies is memorizing that whole yes. moment. But then walking up to my Buick Century <laughs> and doing the same <laughs> thing or whatever, you know. Let me tell let you me what tell, whole Melba Let me Melba tell you about Toast this Honda packing. Accord. Uh, another one that I think has, and I don't know that, I'm assuming this is where it originated, but I, I, this has always lived as just part of things I say. And that's when Clint says, hey, I only came here to do two things, oh, yeah. kick some ass and drink some beer. <laughs> and it looks like we're almost out of beer. Yeah, that's good. And they, they play that on uh, Bad Radio all the time. Yes. It's so funny. That's probably what has reinforced it over the years. But my number one quote, top quote for me, and I, and I think I noticed it before, but both times we watched it this time, it just it, like was so great, I thought. And it is after the hazing of the of the freshman girls. Parker Posey is talking about it's too hot. Get out of here. I'm sick of looking at you. And then she says, What are you looking at? Wipe that face off your head, bitch. Like that. <laughs> it's just like, Did she say it backwards? Wipe yeah. that head off your face? What wipe that no face, face off your head. Oh, okay. wipe the face yeah. off your head. Which still that doesn't still make any sense. Work. No, it should be smiling off your smacking face. Smacking on that something. gum. Yeah, wipe that face off your head. Yeah, that's great. And oh. and it's kind of even face. She's not even in camera. Maybe when it no. Gets well, she's yeah, she's kind of in the it's yeah crossing. Yeah. I think or whatever. But um, that's great. And I th- I just thought I, for whatever reason she stood out to me a lot in this one. Um, mo- and obviously her biggest scenes are during all that, and then at the end when everything fails. There's another scene there at the Moon Tower with her. 
and it she's not the first one to fall, but then the, she's the second one where it's just like a drunk girl just falls yeah. to the ground, and then in laughter, yes, and Parker they Posey and they all fall down and just laugh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think when they, I know they shot that, uh, yeah, obviously over several nights, but they said at some point that the fake beer got replaced with real beer, oh, wow. and they were getting drunk. Yeah, like during shooting it has to because work because they were right? you know they've got to film from basically six to six six yeah. p.m. to six a.m. when it's dark is when they can film. Yeah, and uh, you know they're all just hanging out there doing that thing, and you know real pots getting substituted for the fake pot, and real beers getting substituted for fake beer and other liquor. I'm sure. But uh, they were really enjoying themselves, I think, during the shooting in the yeah. Moon Tower. Well, good for them. Good for them. Uh, but yeah, that's my that's my new favorite quote from it. And that's again. Do my you goal think is that you'll use that a lot? Yeah. Gonna, <laughs> Grace is going to be doing McConaughey, and you're going to be like, wipe that face off your head. Yes, uh, you should do that uh, also to Alan. Yeah, uh, she's going to do it at golf practice. You do that to Alan next time. Y'all talk about cards. Uh, but I mean that movie uh, not a big deal when it first came out, and it's just grown and grown and grown, and it's like quintessentials 90 movie yeah now. it is like last night when i brought it up on amazon to watch it it was like it literally said uh derek here are movies you might like and it was like uh knives out lebowski <laughs> and it was like all my favorite movies yes. it was like hey we've got this for free you know you can watch this so it's obviously in there with the rest of them. So. Yeah, it is awesome. It's great. And McConaughey, we also had that conversation after one of the viewings was like, who's the MVP? But it's almost like you have to separate him a little bit. And even then it doesn't work. I think he, you know, to me, he is the best character in the right. deal. Uh, and it's and it has to be, you know, he pulled it off. I mean, that could have easily right. been not the greatest character in the well, whole thing. You know, he wrote a memoir that came out. I think in October of last year. Yeah. And it it was mere seconds before the interviewer would always ask about Dazed and Confused. Oh, I'm you know? sure. Because it's a big sure. player in the book, but he's just, I mean, it's he'll be tied with this, and he really relishes the fact that he's tied with this movie and what yeah. it means to people, and he really enjoys the fact that he was Wooderson. Yes. My sleeper in it is Don, though. Yeah. I, I love, there's so many great moments with him. Uh, one of the moments I really like is when it's he and Pink walking and they're talking about uh, signing the sheet at first. Yeah. And then he, uh, Pink's going to class. He's like, who you got in here? Who you got in here? And then he just does this really obscene trying to get this girl to yeah. go cool, out cool, of the cool, class. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yes. And then he hits on the teacher. And she pats him on the head, which is the best. He's got a lot of good stuff. So and the fact that he great. was there right through the end in that final scene at the 50-yard line, even yes. when they're doing that That's whole great. breakdown moment, yes. and they're just yelling Only the strong him. survive. Yes. Only the strong survive. Gosh, that brought back a lot of memories. Uh, on the rewatchables, Simmons goes into de like real detail. Like He's just like, I don't understand how this guy is not enormous right now. Yeah, like yeah. He is such a big part of this movie and so talented. But it just kind of went away. He's. They did a. Um, did you know they did a when everybody was doing these script readings online to like raise money for charity and uh, stuff. They got most of these guys to come back and do the Days and Confused really? script read. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's like three hours long. It's really good. So is it just all of them via Zoom? Via, basically via Zoom. They've got like they do things where you know they like bring up two two actors or five actors or whatever. But yeah, they've got some other. Like people that had to replace, like Affleck couldn't do it, so Ashton Kutcher did Affleck's oh, role. Wow. And, uh, uh, one of the guys, you ever, did you watch Supernatural? 
No. Okay. One of the guys on Supernatural uh, is like Jensen Ackles or something. He's in there, and there's a bunch of like newer actors that play oh, parts man, in it. Oh, man, that's an awesome idea. I did not know that was happening. They do, they do a lot of those. Like They did a lot of them like, to raise money for charity during sure, the pandemic. Sure, Makes sense. So, But that's on there, so that's a lot of fun because uh, um, the guy who plays Slater, Rory Cochran, is just... He's not even like Slater. He's like Slater times a thousand. Really? Yeah. Like he's like they have to cue him in. Like he's really either deep into Slater, what Slater would be thirty years from now, or but uh, he's just everything staggered and like you know it's really wild. (laughs) It's really really wild. That's really cool. I liked him a lot too. Um, Let's see. So and I don't I don't know that we need to give it a grade. Did we pick a quote? Did For everybody me? pick a quote? Yeah, yeah what's your did quote? Did you? Mine was the face. Wipe that head. Yours was what? High school girls. High school girls. <sighs> Man, I think I'm going to go with high school girls too. Yeah. So that's two to one, Scott. Two you to lose. one. I lose. You lose. Parker Posey loses again. <laughs> Sorry, Parker. Yeah. Um. So now it's time for Grace to pick her movie, yeah, right? Is that so. what oh, right. drum roll? So Grace, <laughs> you you alluded oh, no. to earlier oh, though no. that it wasn't hard for you to pick. Between these two, between this and Breakfast Club, which you liked more, mm-hmm. it was this, right? Yeah, I like yeah. Dazed and Confused. So, what more. was your overall feelings about the movie? Um, I loved it. You liked yeah. it more than Breakfast Club? Yeah. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Did not expect that. Yeah, I think for me, like I said, I think, and th- it comes down to very much like what I'm doing or who I'm with. But I would rewatch either of these movies anytime. Barack and Michelle. You know what I mean? Uh, I think I'm going Dazed and Confused. Yeah. I'm going Dazed and Confused. If it's only those two. I said Breakfast Club with them. Yeah. Um, that would be interesting. You couldn't okay. go wrong. We're just stalling until I make Do you know what it is? Because if you don't, decision. you can always... Do you have finalists? finalists? I, have Instagram. I, love, I love finalists. <laughs> finalists? Is that, can, you have a group? We can poll it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could do that. Okay. You want to make it into an Instagram uh, poll? Do you want to let the people okay. decide? Yeah, I mean these two movies. I don't think there's going to be a big like divide. There's not. They're not like big difference. But I'll go ahead and right. say. Oh man, the anticipation is. is killer. I'm so excited. I'm going to write them down. <laughs> okay. Um, one of the first them. possible okay, so, ones. So after you say this, it's you got to basically uh, uh, excuse us if we make like a groan or a uh. cheer. <laughs> <laughs> Was it three or four? Which one? YouTube trailer. <laughs> okay. The first one. No, it's a Netflix original, I believe. And it's not... Uh, Please say people... Kissing Booth. Please say Kissing Booth. <laughs> <laughs> no. I've actually never watched Kissing Booth. I, I need to get on that, Is I it guess. like a trilogy? They're about is. to come out with a third it one? Is. They do a lot so. of those trilogies. Isn't the other one... Uh, there's another one in there. Yeah, I think... That just came out with the third part. It's one of the finalists. They, oh. Boy, Netflix really wants me to watch those. Every yeah. time I'm like, hey, we got this new trilogy <laughs> of teen movies. <laughs> you like Breakfast Club, right? It's just like Days of Confused. It's just like Days of Confused. <laughs> but we made it. <laughs> okay, so this first one is maybe a little bit more balanced, but... It's not very good. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> like, people... Well, I mean, it's just like... People like to make fun of it, you know? <laughs> That's perfect for this. <laughs> it okay, is really it is. good, yeah. Yeah, okay, this one... This was really good, okay. Are you picking this, or is this just in the two, and we're going to let... This is the two. And Instagram's I, I, now picking, Now I'm leaning more picking? towards this one, but I'm going to go ahead and say the other one, too. Okay. 
Tall girl. Tall girl. Ringing any bells? Not I, at all. I, uh, yes. I believe that uh, I have been told by those who've watched it that they've watched it, but I don't remember what the reaction was. I watched okay. that. <laughs> I think it's literally I about remember. a tall girl, no? It is, it is. And I remember, I just, the first time I saw it, it was just bits and pieces when Maddie was watching it in the living room. Hey, uh, Maddie, the tall girl, did you have geography with her? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. I know you. <laughs> I know you, tall girl. <laughs> okay. The second one is the, I guess, the parallel to Kissing Booth. Um, to all the boys, I've loved before. Now, that's just finished its trilogy. That just So it is Acapulco trilogy. Beach for... Acapulco <laughs> Beach. Uh, we're actually going to watch all three of them if that one wins. Oh, man. I kind of like the idea. I'm good either way, Grace. I'm good if you want to pick it or if you want to do it as some type of uh, poll out there and Mm -hmm. see what the people pick. Do you think that our listeners aren't going to really have any opinion on this at all? I'm just wondering, our Instagram (laughs) account doesn't have a ton of... Engagement. Well, no, it doesn't have a ton of your age. I feel like it's yeah. all it's my all just old. Van <laughs> <laughs> Halen and Guns and Roses. Yes. Yeah, that's you what guys I'm rock. That's what I'm saying. They're like, excuse me, I got to go to bed. It's seven thirty. Yeah. No one's gonna have an opinion on this. I've never even heard of him when we bring up Billy Eilish. Yeah. I don't know about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you mean Billy Idol? Yeah, yeah. Bill. <laughs> uh, let's just go ahead and say Tall Girl. Tall Girl. Oh, yes. I like it. I like it. Uh, oh, you, t- sh- you look like you're tortured over there <laughs> that you chose it. Well, I was just saying um, it kind of fits in sequence because Dad with The Breakfast Club, that movie has very serious themes, I guess. Yeah. Days and Confused is a bit more casual, and then mine's just like a joke. Okay. I like it. I'm excited. I love bits. Tall girl. I'm Tall in. girl. Here we go. Guys, I have another question real quick on Dazed, and yes. then we can wrap up because I know okay. we're close Mm -hmm. could that movie be made and we didn't do the whole grace recast it thing or whatever but could that be remade i'm thinking more like from r and is there a movie like that about the 90s at all so the movie said in what 76 76 so basically basically we're saying 15 years that would be 2006 basically would have been the time frame if we made it like a present day Looking back, yes, okay, two thousand six, yeah, like nothing was going on. Too, like, what are we making a movie about? The I don't iPhone know. coming out, but I mean, don't you think <laughs> in nineteen seventy eight they're just like, I don't know, what are we making? Like, it takes a guy like Linklater that doesn't feel like press probably to have a plot and a. I just feel like w- culturally in two thousand six, or let's go ninety six. Let's go. What yeah, year did you graduate? In, like, what's going on in ninety six? Were you class in ninety six? Yeah, I was class okay. 96. So there you go. Could this be done on your senior year? No, I mean, no I mean, technically, you could make it a period piece. I just don't know what the doesn't work. What's the allure? I don't. But that's my. I guess my point. I mean, if you're making is, just, I mean, that movie's is this, universal. Is this like Lebowski? Is to me in that it doesn't matter. The characters are just so genius. Yeah. they're all so money and so right. awesome, and I'm fascinated by all of them. I just feel could it just be redone if you had the right person. I just feel like it? the '70s was so distinct with the the outfits and the music. Yeah. I mean, it's distinctly a '70s. So you'd have like Nirvana. Yeah, I mean, like Pearl so Jam. Do something like kind of grungy. Pearl Jam. 
Speaking of which, Feral Jam. <laughs> give us a little. Yeah, give us a little tease, please. I am, I am bated breath to hear your reaction to Pearl Jam. Well, the one thing, the one thing I will tell you is I don't know how this happens. Turned into the music breakfast club. <laughs> but sometimes yes. we'll just be in the house. We won't even be in the same room. And all of a sudden, we're just going, even <laughs> And then she'll do it. And then I'll do it. And then it'll be like it'll be like ten minutes later. I'm like, God, we've just been doing even flow over and over. People have been doing that joke <laughs> since 1993. Ooh. When, when did when did that was 92 or three? Yeah. It was. God, we've been doing Eddie Vedder, <laughs> fake Eddie Vedder yeah. voice for 27 years. Yeah, oh. that and clearly I remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like I like to do once too, except I I don't know the order of the lyrics in the chorus. Yeah, <laughs> so I kind of just like mix them all together. There's a lot of that. I mean, I think just every song is just like the thing. What do you say? The th- well, yeah, <laughs> like lyric sheet definitely helped Eddie Vedder, uh, like understanding Eddie Vedder. But I feel like. That first album, there were three or four songs, and I felt like they just they got played, yeah, uh, twice an hour on some of those stations. It felt like that record was driven straight into the ground, yes, very quickly. Yeah, I think that and verses. So ten yeah. was first, the one yeah. we're doing, and then verses was, yeah. and then vitiology, vitiology. Yeah, that's what y'all need to do. If we did the. Uh, to all the girls trilogy, you could do like a trilogy of Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. <laughs> well, I told. No. I feel like after that first album, he got a little less Eddie Vedder, though. Am I wrong? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would say for I sure. I mean, just so no, over the top. I think the second album is the one where it's even more so to me. <gasps> like, like because um, the one song more than any, and the song that every Pearl uh, Jam fan loves to throw at you is Yellow Leadbetter, yeah. which is an amazing song. And it's I do an amazing it. song, but, but it's you, a power down, man. Five percent translation. If you're just listening to what yeah. he's saying, if you don't get it, and it, it's well, worth getting, it. yeah. In, in research for this ten album, doing a lot of uh, going and like reading what are these songs about, and like what was he meaning, and then reading the lyrics. It's just it is like he was an amazing lyricist. Yeah. Like he was writing yeah. awesome stuff, but you just didn't you really know what he said, it. and it really didn't matter either. <laughs> no, it didn't. I mean, it didn't it really did. matter because of the songs and the quality of the music. Exactly. So that'd be coming so, up, Grace. Basically, sometime in the next 30, 30 thumbs days. Thumbs down for Pearl Jam. <laughs> Get ready for yeah. her just to tear into Pearl Jam. Yeah, which may be a reason not to have Brant on for that one. Here's what <laughs> I told her, though. I said, here's the thing. We're going to say, I told her, we'll just tell Brant to pick another album. We'll have him on a couple months when it's more convenient for him or whatever. But bet on him picking verses by Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, hey, did you like the last album? Well, here's the next one. Yeah. Oh, we will see. But this was a lot of fun. This was awesome. How long did we podcast for? Uh, well, since um, I'm guessing two hours. Oh no, it's it's almost yeah. ten. Did it feel it like two, did it feel hours. like two hours, Grace? Mm, I don't know. I don't it know. never feels like that. Did long. we go longer than the movie? Uh, pretty close. Yeah, that's yeah. Nikki's joke every time. She's like, "Well, how long did y'all podcast <laughs> for?" And I'm like, uh, "Like Breakfast Club. How long yeah. did you podcast for?" Uh, hour 45 minutes she's like the movie's 95 minutes you realize that right i could just watch the movie I'm like yeah no. but you don't get our jokes you and our humor our which speaking of this next weekend right is nikki gonna be joining us maybe that's the hope uh, 
I want to say it's like twenty five seventy five. Twenty five seventy five. Yeah, and we're the twenty five. Not in favor. Okay, because we can talk about it off. That's but fine. yeah, it's. But at at worst, she does have Zoom set up. If yeah, y'all want to, at some point in the next, you know, two weeks, three weeks, if, maybe. If y'all can wait that. and have her here, that's what we would really I, do. I would like that, especially since it's not a pressing thing. It is truly one that we could do anytime. So, uh, but we're gonna have uh, she's Nikki ge- on, she's and this is gonna kind of be a personality geeked. test. She's geared. Yes, it's she's ready. Be fun. Yeah. So we if the twenty wait. if the twenty five percent prevails she, somehow, now sure is it all right if I if I like. Like you talked about doing it in two halves. Yeah. Is it all right if I show up for the second half, if oh, I do my own test and yes, show up? I think so. Because yeah. I told her, I was like, I don't know. Maybe like I should just stay yeah. out of this one since I've been on three of the last four. <laughs> we talked about somehow trying to have, I don't know, I guess maybe if you brought your mic, that would get yeah, us too. Yeah. That's the only thing we don't have. Is a yeah, just mic. another mic. Yep. Or we could just do like, yes. we could just like do the you're uh, constantly, stars born dual mic. That, yeah, then you're just probably stiff arming Nikki the whole time yeah, and never like looking around the way. In the shallow. Yeah. <laughs> this really reminded me of McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong. This you're is why wrong, my Nikki. personality is just like Here, Linklater's. And here's why I think she wants me to be on and do the test because I think she wants to rip me. Oh. Just totally like. This is why you're such a baby and you throw yeah. Banyan tantrums. And <laughs> this is why I can't stand who you are. Oh, oh, I can't man. wait. You know, that would be something fun. One of the things when we did Enneagram, and it's like this on mm-hmm. every one of them I've done, where they give you the list of celebrity mm-hmm. historical figures I that feel like fit they in make yours. it up. Yeah. Like, well, one of the things I think would be a lot of fun is, and we can do this, but we can take characters from Breakfast Club, Days and Confused, some of oh, these yeah. movies. And try to take it as what about and what no, about no, no, I think just fit them into where they would be. What about okay. the tall girl? Yes. <laughs> oh God. Bad uh, introvert. Be bad you know one. the thing <laughs> is is like that test that they use and, I, and she may correct me on this, but I'm pretty sure that they make sure that they don't have in their teams that they don't have like a lot of the same color. Because yeah. basically, when you get done with your personality, it's you get a mm-hmm. color. Like I'm uh, empathetic, sensitive, whatever. So yeah. I'm a green. She's very straightforward, kind of alpha. So she's a red. And they try not to put a bunch of reds together, and they try not to put a bunch of greens together. That yeah. just be crying the whole mm-hmm. time. But <laughs> they try to get a nice mix. But I think that they use it uh, yeah. at work mm-hmm. a lot. Oh yeah. So every one of them I ever did. Uh, the one of them at the last company I worked for, Strings Finder. Everyone had it framed on their desk. Oh wow! And then you also you had to wear a my, vest. Yeah, in my meetings with <laughs> oh my god, here comes Scott Hyler. He's blue. He's yes. blue. I'm red. <laughs> yeah. Like turns into like uh, what's it? Astrology. Oh my god, he's a he's a Taurus. <laughs> yes. I can't be with a Taurus. Get him out of here. But it was part of everything. That guy drives a Buick Century. Have you <laughs> seen him talking about it out in the parking lot? Why does he always have the hood up in the parking why lot? He, why is he pointing it with that guy who's got the packs rolled up in a white T-shirt? Yes. Oh, my god. That goodness. was another thing. Did you see that, Grace, where the smokes, how you stored your smokes? You'd roll it up in your, your sleeve, your T-shirt sleeve? I mean, I think I did see that. You your smokes yes. right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, Clint. Oh, greatness. Well, and Wooderson had him like that, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, on the book, even. There's a cool silhouette on the yeah. inside of the book, and you can see the pack of cigarettes that on his arm. That was very much a 70s thing. Yes. You should bring that back, too, Grace. You should start smoking, show up at golf practice. Well, even if you don't smoke. <laughs> talk like Wooderson, just smack that pack. Listen, Say, hey, Green, Coach Green, it's parent, time for a break. Parent override. <laughs> well, you don't even have to really smoke them. Just carry them. It'll be funny. <laughs> 
No need to really smoke. Genius. Oh, all I right. will give you 10 bucks if you do that to golf practice. You should roll up with some Marlboros in your... Right. Do it at the tournament in Gainesville, oh, maybe. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then ask if you can go to the zoo afterwards. And it's all fun and games, and then the team's disqualified. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's just like, yeah. oh, yeah. Derek's idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you, yeah. All right, so we got tall girl. So... This was a test run. We're about to start again. Yes. Real, real run. <laughs> real go. Yes. Grace is like, I just want to leave. Please just let me go. This is it. Imagine what we're going to do with Tall Girl. <laughs> I'm going to take it I very seriously. You're leading it. I You're get leading to lead it. it. Yes. Oh, get ready. It'll be good. I'm going to send watch you it. all the bits. Especially if Nikki's not coming, maybe we watch it and do it next weekend. Well, I'll be gone. I'll be gone next weekend. So sorry. All the wheels just shut. But here's the thing: we're doing Pearl Jam. Oh gosh! (laughs) If you want to do it Monday, I'll be here, ready to go. All right, all right. Well, so we got Tall Girl, Pearl Jam, personalities. I don't know what else is coming, but there will be more. There's got to be a Keener or something coming back at some point, right? uh, Another Keener, a spinoff. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we're doing a spinoff podcast. There's two more Keeners we have to get on. That's what I suggested the other day. I was like, could we get the the Keeners uh, a side podcast under the Gin Divide umbrella? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Well, that was a lot of fun. I'm not going to go through the whole spiel. People know where we are on everything. Mm-hmm. But Derek, thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot just, for... Uh, it's, not, it's time to promo the podcast. Yeah, does anyone, screw does it. anyone care on that? You know what I mean? People know how to find us on Instagram what if they about, want to. I guess, yeah. What yeah. about all of the hardcore fans of Dazed and Confused that are just now finding us. Oh, good I point. That's a good point. At that Gen are Divide. still listening for some, <laughs> still listening for some reason. We're at Gen Divide Podcast on Instagram, they and that's really the only one we interact with right now. They immediately now. turned it off after you selected Tall yeah. Girl. They're like, this podcast. This is a joke. This is a joke. Uh, Wipe yeah. that podcast off your computer. We've got Twitter. <laughs> we've got Facebook, but we don't do much with that, so... Check us out on Instagram. <laughs> we don't Subscribe, believe it. Subscribe, leave us a review, anything like that would be awesome. We'll be back here probably within a week, I'm hoping, is the next As episode. long as it doesn't snow. Yes, as long as there's no snow and no more pandemics. <laughs> that just yes. that Crossed fingers. Us. Yeah. So until next time, Derek, thanks again, buddy. Hey, thanks, guys. A lot of fun. Grace, sign it off. Bye.